0: You're listening to Football Friday Night On Demand, exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up-to-date with high school football scores, updates, and news by downloading the free 600 ESPN El
1: Paso mobile app. Here are your hosts, Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon.
2: And welcome to Football Friday Night Pregame Edition. Six o'clock, some kickoffs uh, about to start out there, but a little 30 minutes of uh, action before we get to our uh, game of the week. Uh, 6.30, Franklin and Obadessa Permian, but a full slate of action tonight. Uh, Let's go ahead and take a look at the – I'm Paul McKinnon. Uh, Of course, we're going to try and take you uh, 30 minutes all the way to the kickoff, uh, early kickoff of football Friday night, uh, 6.30. But before that, let's take a look at our, our rotation tonight. Six games in town. We'll have reports from all of them uh, in this uh, 30 minutes. Uh, the game of the week, of course, tonight, uh, the Odessa Permian Mojo, the Permian Panthers coming to town. They're going to Franklin Cougar Stadium to face the Cougars, of course. Our Alex Nikolas is going to be out there for that one. Uh, Permian had a chance at their fourth straight, uh, at least a share of a fourth straight district title in 2-6 a week ago. But uh, they got handled by Midland Legacy, I think, 34-21 that final. So they wind up third place in that district. Coming to Franklin, the Cougars on an eight-game winning streak as they claimed their first district title since 2018 in District 16A. Big 35-13 win over uh, Pebble Hills. Also, out at the Socorro Student Activities Complex, Steve a right around the corner uh, ready to give a report, but... San Angelo Central, just 4-6 and six coming into this one. And, uh, wow, lucky to be there. A huge forfeit, uh, the district opener against Wolford Friendship. A game they lost, but they got it back as as a W, and that's the one that got them into the playoffs. So Eastlake really getting the fifth-best team in uh, 2-6-A. We'll see if they're able to take advantage tonight. Uh, the Falcons 9-1 and on the season. Their only loss – to the Franklin Cougars, the team considered uh, widely the best in the city of El Paso. And that loss came when they didn't have their quarterback, Sebastian Rondon. So, uh, you know, he's good for about 200 yards a night. Didn't throw for any that night against the Cougars. Let's see if uh, we get a better version of the Falcons as they look to take down Central. Boy, I really like their chances in that one. Off to Conquest Stadium where Amarillo is coming in to face the Del Valle Conquistadores. 8-2 Amarillo, and they got to have fire in their eyes. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, they were off last week thinking, you know, well, we're second place in the district, going to have a chance to host, you know, some El Paso team coming at us. But then the chaos broke out. Uh, Amarillo Tascosa, their quarterback, B.T. Daniel, broken leg in the first half uh, versus Lubbock Coronado. And the the offense was feckless after that. Coronado swarmed him, swamped him, and did the unthinkable. Beat, Beat the beast. Beat the unbeatable, Tascosa forced a three-way tie in the district. And, you know, good news for Amarillo. Now they're champs. The bad news, they became the third seeds after the point differential and have to travel. And as I said, they're coming to Del Valle. Had a couple of weeks off to prep for this one. And as I say, probably a little bit angry. Del Valle, on the other hand, 14-10 losers a week ago to Chapin at Irvin Memorial Stadium. That uh, for the district title in 1-5A. Division one. Uh, so Delvai, you know, they're going to have their hands full with an extremely good Amarillo team. Maybe the second best team in that uh, super A district. On to the Chapin Huskies are Adrian Broadus out at R.E. McKee Stadium. Let's see what Adrian has to say about uh, playing at R.E. McKee. The Chapin Huskies 8-2, and two, and they've really cranked up the passing game over, over the last uh, month. Uh, Tempestron, of course, big, uh, I think eight catches, 96 yards uh, a week ago. And uh, Anthony Rivera, again, a sophomore who's really come to life over the last four or five games, even had a defensive game where he picked off four passes. So Chapin... And Mason Stafford, of course, the quarterback uh, on fire. So they're playing their best football of the season. Four and six Caprock comes eat to uh, comes in to meet them. That should be an interesting one, to say the least. Now to the locals, uh, to uh, Division II five A's. Horizon five and five on the season, but holy smokes, their offense has been cranking it up. Thirty uh, plus points a game. I think after the season opener, I don't know if they've scored below thirty four in a contest. They come to Burgess Mustang Stadium. Horizon gave Canyon Tio everything it wanted a week ago in, uh, I think, a, like a 35-24 loss. No, actually more than that. In the 45-35 area, a uh, couple of touchdowns uh, from the air game. They decided not to run it at Canyon Tio like most teams have uh, tried and failed. So uh, put the ball up through the air. But the one guy who was able to actually uh, run the football, the quarterback, Jacob Quijas, became just the second uh, player all season to run for more than 100 yards versus that Canyon defense. defense. Uh, Uribe, Elijah Uribe from uh, from Eastlake was the only other one, 130 he went for. So a little achievement there and able to throw the football as well. They gave uh, the Canyon, as I said, put 30 plus points on that Canyon defense. You know, not an, an easy chore. So uh, Burgess, again, with their hands full. Burgess, tri-champs of uh, 2-5-A. met. Yeah, two five. They switch it every season. It's hard to keep track. Tavares Jones, their big player off a 300 yard game a week ago against El Paso High. Uh, his best game is only 300 yard game ever. So uh, you're trying to keep that cranked up as they host Horizon. That's a seven o'clock kickoff. Jefferson-Canyoteo, we pretty much covered. Jefferson is a senior-laden team, but they've lost to the good teams. In their district, they lost to Burgess, they lost to Austin, they lost to Andrus, and now they're going to 9-1-Canyoteo. and And uh, that's going to be a tough one for for them. Our Jeremy Caronco is out there. Brandon Cohn, by the way, out at Mustang Stadium for Horizon Burgess. And then there are the out-of-town games. Uh, Eastwood-Abilene, coming off their uh, best victory of the season, really handed it to America's. 72 to uh, 8 a week ago. They go to Abilene, a team that they played close uh, a year ago, 42 35 that final. So Eastwood's been on the field with those guys and they've competed and uh, they got to be feeling pretty good up there. That one's uh, kicking off right about now. Pebble Hill's legacy. Wow. Pebble Hill's 6 and 4. They're young. A lot of sophomores. The good news is they're going to get a lot better. But the problem, legacy, is terrific right now. That's going to be a tough one. Grande Community. Communication Stadium, that one going uh, right about now. Dorado and Tascosa again. Tascosa with a second string quarterback. Hopefully that'll be enough for El Dorado to get through that one. Mountain View at uh, Fort Stockton, Lakeview and Clint. Uh, three and seven. Lakeview is Clint five and five, and Clint's won a couple of these in a row. A couple of by district games, so they got to be feeling pretty good. Of course, that one at a neutral site. I believe they're in Iran, and uh, that's. Going to cover uh, the games for the night. And right before we get to the rotation, let's take a quick look at the, the Thursday night games. Andrews all over Fabins, uh, 73 to nothing in 4A play, but uh, the 4A story gets a little bit better. Riverside, 10 and 1 now on the season. They just won their first district title since 2005, 34 to 7 all over Big Spring. Rudy Valenzuela, a big pick six in that one. As they move on, they're waiting for the Herford. Uh, Lakeworth winner. Elsewhere, uh, Bel Air probably didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. Two and eight on the season, but in a district with only four teams, the Super One Five A they get swamped by that same Lubbock Coronado, sixty-seven to seven. Coronado moves to seven to four on the season. Bel Air finishes two and nine. Elsewhere in town, Andrus. All over Esletta, forty-two to six. They move to nine and two. asleta finishes the season at four and seven. Jeremiah Cooper, a ninety-seven-yard pick-six in that one. Now, that guy, he's got five interceptions over the last three three weeks. Ever ever since he went down against Burgess with that with that stinger, he's come back with a vengeance. As I said, five picks in three weeks leads the city now with eight interceptions. Of course, the Horizon kid, he'll have a shot to even him up. He's one back. With uh, seven, he'll do that at uh, Burgess Mustang Stadium. And the other one, the Parkland Matadors, look terrific. 42-21 winners over Austin. Austin's been bullying folks, but uh, not last night. Parkland has seven possessions, seven touchdowns. The uh, Stupinian Rouen kid was terrific. I think he caught nine balls. couple A couple of touchdowns, a 17-yard seam route, and a, and a beautiful back shoulder with two seconds left in the first half to give uh, Parkland a 28-14 lead. Never looked back. Uh, Dante Lewis, an 80-yard post pattern to wrap that one up. Uh, two, one of his two scores, 42-14 going to the, to the fourth quarter. That one was done. Uh, oh, by the way, Isaiah Beasley also with a couple of touchdown runs. and uh, That will conclude the look at the last night's games. Parkland's Going to hook up with uh, Lubba Cooper. Remember what a terrific game that was. Decided in the final minute, uh, Cooper's way. But they will see each other one more time. And Andrus waiting on tonight's Creekview Wichita Falls Rider. Rider nine and one. So that's going to be a toughie for Andrus. But uh, that is what they're looking for. And after going through all that, now we can get back to the uh, to our rotation, uh, our game of the week: Permian Franklin. Is going to be a six thirty kickoff, but let's go ahead and get out to uh, one of the early quick kicks. San Angelo Central four and six, traveling to the sack and nine and one East Lake. Here's our Steve Escalheta with that report.
3: Thanks a lot, Paul. We've got uh, just under uh, seven minutes to go in the first quarter, and we're scoring this here between San Angelo Central and the East Lake Falcons. East Lake got the ball first. Uh, they went three and out and punted to. Uh, San Angelo, which uh, driving right now. In fact, thanks to a passionate interference call, they've got the ball uh, second down, five yards to go at the Eastlake 36-yard line uh, in this ball In fact, these two teams played last year in the uh, in this ball game. very ball game, the by district matchup. Uh, Central knocking uh, Eastlake out of the playoffs a year ago. So again, the Falcons looking for a little payback uh, this year. Uh, Again, Central this year, led by uh, quarterback uh, Tyler Hill, Uh, 1,769 yards on the season, nine touchdown passes. He's also the team's leading rusher, 777 yards, and he also has nine touchdowns on the ground. And uh, Sam Navarrete, last year he scored two touchdowns in that ballgame on the ground against Eastlake. He's also scored seven touchdowns this year, and early on he's got three carries for 15 yards in this one. And uh, in fact, as we speak, that's the first down for uh, Central uh, down at the Eastlake 30-yard line. And in fact, there's a complete pass, and now they're down to the 24. So Central is driving on this uh, first uh, time they've got the football. uh, For the Eastlake Falcons, again, they're led by that Swiss Army knife of high school football, uh, Elijah Oribe, leading a rusher for them, 1,513 yards, 20 rushing touchdowns on the season. Oh, by the way, he's played a little quarterback this year. He's thrown for 620 going yards and 17 down passes. Oh, he's also played a little receiver this year. 22 catches, 375 yards, and six more scores uh, for Eastlake. So as we said uh, before right now, uh, Central is uh, actually doing pretty much what they want here on offense. There's another run inside the 20-yard line. That's going to set them up first and 10 at the uh, Eastlake. We're going to call up the 17-yard line. So again, Central having no trouble uh, moving the ball down the field on their opening position. Uh, I thought we've learned also today that the winner of this ball game, if you think were to win tonight, they would play the winner of the Brian Nelson High, Wutherford High uh, next Friday uh, in friendship uh, at a time still to be determined. So uh, we'll let you go here. We've got by six, 6.14 six to go here in the opening quarter. Central, is, in fact, there's a run up the middle. Oh! Down now, number again down the three-yard line. Uh, that's going to set up by uh, first and goal for the uh, San Angelo Central Bobcats at, at the East Lake three-yard line. And, uh, Paul, again, they've had had no problem moving the ball up and down the field on this
2: opening position. Yeah, Steve, let me grab it away from you. You can come back and uh, let us know with a real time on uh, how that concludes. I think we all have an idea how that one's going. Not a great start uh, for uh, Eastlake. Uh, But let's keep the show moving on. Let's get to District uh, 15A, Super 5A, Del Valle hosting Amarillo out of Conquest Stadium. Let's get out to Jaime Chavez. Jaime,
4: We've got 6.24 left in the first quarter here at Conquest, Con- Conquest Stadium. No score in this uh, district division, check that, division one 5A matchup between Amarillo and Del Valle. No score. We've got 6.05 left in the first quarter. And Devaya has uh, engineered a crisp drive. They started this one at their own 19. Amarillo, on their first possession, they were stopped with a fourth and one. with uh, the bring back Pius Bokes trying to get the first down. He was stopped cold at a fourth and one. And now, Ramos has just completed a 13-yard pass to Brandon Theus. And now they're sitting in, they're in, in great field position. They've got a first and goal. At the nine-yard line, Del Valle. This this drive started at their own nineteen-yard line, and Del Valle is, is moving the ball well. And thus far, Ramos is, is five and five on this uh, in this possession. This drive, five and five for forty yards. He's got the keeper to his. He keeps it. You get about two yards. They're going to move this one to the seven. They'll have a a, a second a second and goal at the seven-yard line. Uh, Del Valle Conquistadores. Ramos is doing a lot of work tonight. He's also got uh, three carries and 20 yards rushing. as uh, He's in the no huddle, and he's got three wide receivers to his left with a second and goal at the seven, and the clock moving 5.48 left in the first quarter here at Conquest Stadium. And he's going back to pass. Ramos looking for a receiver. He's rushed out of the pocket. He's going to get sacked. That's going to be a... A four-yard loss back to the 11-yard line. So it'll be a, a, third, a third and goal.
2: At the eleven yard line. Okay, Jaime. Uh, let me take it back from you there. Uh, if if there's any kind of resolution, points wise, you go ahead and uh, uh, call it back in on the on the back half. But we're going to keep the rotation going. In fact, uh, we're about to run to a break. But remember, uh, right behind us, we got Adrian Brodas, we got Alex Nikolas. we got Brandon Kona, we got Jeremy Caronko all with uh, uh, pregame reports, uh, quick ones as uh, we hit the six six fifteen break. Remember, you're listening to the Playoff Edition. Pre game high school football Friday night by district version, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.
1: You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon.
2: And a big welcome back to Football. Free Game Edition. Uh, Paul McKinnon, your host, Bo Bagley, right around the corner. Football Friday night, special 6.30 kickoff for the by district action. Six local games and a slew out of town. And we're going to cover all of the next round's games as well. Uh, who the teams that win tonight or lose, you know, who's who's up next. Uh, that's on the docket. But what we want to get rid of first is the rotation. Uh, let's get out to Conquest, Conquest Stadium. No, 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 no. R.E. McKee Stadium. Austin, Where, the, where the, not Austin playing tonight, though. That was last night. It didn't go well. Caprock and Chapin. Here's Adrian Bratis.
3: Hey, Paul. 3-10 left here in the opening quarter. Chapin on top of Caprock. 7 nothing. And just as I say that right now, quarterback late in round, and Caprock just rushed in. For a one-yard score, a little confusion here among the officials. But I'll tell you a little bit about Chapin's opening drive. Now, there were there was an intentional grounding when Chapin entered into Caprock territory. It had him at third and 34. There was a personal foul penalty that extended this drive. Then Chapin faced a fourth down and seven, had a conversion to Anthony Rivera on the near side of the press box. They got all the way down to the 24-yard line. The drive was looking like he was about to stall. Fourth and 10 situation, and Mason Standifer hit Anthony Rivera for a 24-yard touchdown strike to give him a touchdown here on the board. Looks like they will be taking off the points there for Amarillo Caprock. That will not be a touchdown by quarterback Leighton Brown, who rushed in for a one-yard score. Looks like they will be negating that, taking it back for a holding penalty. Again, we've got 3:02. Left here in the opening quarter, Chapin on top of Caprock seven nothing with Caprock threatening here in the red zone.
2: Terrific news from Ari e. McKee. Thanks a lot, Adrian. Also, uh, early score: Midland Legacy out out a couple of touchdowns on Pebble Hills, fifteen to nothing. That a first quarter score. Let's keep things moving along. From Adrian Broadus, let's get out to our game of the week: Permian and Franklin at six thirty kickoff. Here's Alex Nicholas. <laughs> Thank you Paul eight
3: minutes away from the opening kick in the 6a division one by district championship game between the Franklin Cougars and the Permian Panthers of course Franklin coming in eight and two overall seven and0 the district one 16 A champion. Eight games, eight straight wins for the Franklin Cougars coming into this one. But let's look at the Permian Panthers first. Under Jeff Ellison, his fourth season, longtime assistant, took over the reins back in 2018 and has not looked back. For this Permian team, the big thing that stands out to me, the 21-1 and record, playoff record versus El Paso teams, the last playoff loss, from an El Paso team that was handed to Permian it was 2012. you got to go back to an El Dorado. and I believe MJ uh, McFarland was on that team. But nonetheless, 31 by-district titles for the Permian Panthers. They're 31, 4, and 2 overall in their by-district history. This is a team that's averaging 382 total yards per game, 232 rushing, led by their quarterback, Rodney Hall, who has 14 touchdown passes, 11 rushing touchdowns. O- on the defensive side, Jackson Dorothy, 107 tackles, 13 tackles for loss. sacks, and of course that mojo is always something that's tough to beat and that's something that we'll definitely keep an eye on here this evening for franklin 460 yards per game led by cameron bird who's second in district 16a in passing yards and passing touchdowns he'll be relying upon in one of his one of the top receivers in town both spark 69 catches 1210 yards 16 touchdowns which is first in district 16a he's second in the district in receptions but for franklin trying to snap a uh, a two-game losing streak to Permian. Permian has beat uh, Franklin two straight years in this by district round. So, Coach uh, Walker trying to get over the hump on this one. So, about five minutes away from kickoff. a interesting uh, game here in the Region 1 bracket in Division 1 between Franklin and
2: Permian. And, Alex, thanks so much for that. That should be a phone fun, fun one tonight from Franklin Cougar Stadium. Let's get out to Mustang Stadium. Horizon and Burgess. Here's Brandon Cohn.
3: We have a great one between the virgins
2: Mustangs, seven and three on the year, five and one in two
3: five A, and the Horizon Scorpions also five and five. They're three and one in one five A division two. Talking to the coaches before this game, Horizon head coach Paula Mendez, he said, Look, we feel like we've earned this. We're supposed to be here. We truly belong. We finished better now, of course, how than we started because when we started we were a little rusty in the beginning, but we were battle tested by our losses. We need to take care of the football. And be efficient on third down and most importantly, shop number two, referring to DeVaris Jones. Burgess coach Rutledge, he said they got a real powerful offense. We need to keep them off the field. He said, yes, we feel confident. This is our fourth straight by district round. But you know, the more film I watch on these guys, the more concerned I am. And of course, DeVaris Jones, Star running back, Missouri Commit, He said in terms of his memories here, he said the bond and family here at Burgess has been great. Calling it home has been great. If this is indeed, which it will more than likely be his last. Playoff game here in El Paso. Now, talking about Burgess, this is a team that red-hot won three straight, six of seven. This is a team that is led by their running back, Tavares Jones. 129 carries, 1,557 yards, a total of 23 TDs, 18 receiving, as well as uh, five touchdowns through the air. He also has over 500 yards through the air. Also, their quarterback, Andrew Rutledge, this is a kid who's thrown for over 1,431 yards. He has 22 touchdowns for a QB race of 104%, and then he's also got 32 carries for 87 yards. They're loaded with receivers. Sean Street, he has over 500 yards through the air. Adam Sierra, 200 yards through the air. Ray Campos, also close to 340 yards through the air. So this is a, tough, this, a team that's just exceptionally good at defending and also even more so well-balanced offensively and defensively. Horizon on the other side, lead by, led by the best QB running back tandem in the city, Jacobs. This kid, unbelievable. What a year, 1,564 yards. He's also... What's that? Wrap it up, Brando. Okay, well, we got a big one tonight, Paul. Let's look forward to it.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. Thanks for that. A couple other scores. Jaime Chavez tells us... Actually, Adrian Broaddus tells us that uh, Anthony Rivera, after his touchdown reception, and end zone interception to stop that Caprock drive, shaping up 7-0 first quarter from Jaime Chavez. Jesse Ramos quarterback from a yard out seven to nothing till Vi, wow up on top of Amarillo and our last game of the night a, a quick report from Jerry, Jeremy Caranco Jefferson at Teo. Jeremy go
5: Yeah Jefferson and Teo in a bye just display playoff action uh here tonight uh Teo and Jefferson beating for the first time in playoffs uh overall series 3-1 uh Teo does lead it Eagles winning the last match 48 to 0 in 2015 and Silver Foxes last one in 2005, 15-13. Look, the story is tonight, Jefferson, they're going to have to keep up with Kenny They lost to all their tri-champs. They finished fourth-third here. They got a chance to uh, move on and do what they can do. However, they got to stay healthy. Alcala has been roughed up last two games, but the story is they've been able to compete. They lost by 14 against Andrews, but they were in the game late. Trailed Austin 28-0. They come back and within nine, they were unable to finish that one. Um, Arturo Rubio leading the way 1,237 yards, 13 touchdowns Alcala, 1,785 and 22 touchdowns Two of playoff appearances in 1997 Jefferson is glad to be here For Ken nine 9-1, 4-0 The champions of District 25A Getting a big win last week Two clinched the, uh, the district over 43-34 Scott Brooks taking his Eagles to the playoffs For the fourth straight year Now 14 out of 16 season And don't forget the 2014 run where they went to the semifinals and lost to official state champion. Ennis. L.J. Martin will lead this team, a 2,000-yard superstar running back tonight. Can Ken Util looking to move on against Jefferson here tonight.
2: Jeremy, thanks so much. Another good one out there and, and, and a good start to all the locals. That uh, should be a fun night of uh, football, and that's going to wrap it up for the high school football uh, pregame show. Bo Bagley right around the corner along with uh, your other host. uh, That would be me, Paul McKinnon, here on Football Friday Night, 600 ESPN
1: El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon.
6: It's Football
0: Friday
6: Night! Playoff edition right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. From now until the clock strikes zero, we have you covered with all the action. From West Texas to the land of enchantment, a great playoff night on Football Friday Night. I'm your host, Bo Bagley, alongside the hardest worker in the business, Paul McKinnon and producer Angel Munoz. Our 600 ESPN El Paso High School football reporters are working that beat to bring you the best coverage possible. Our reporters tonight... Are Steve Escajeda, Brandon Cohn, Adrian Broadus, Alex Nicholas, the coach Jaime Chavez, and Jeremy Caranco? And a special thanks to Isaiah Ramirez, JD Sursley, Joey Panisi, Ray Adalto, and longtime host Mark Miller for all their help this season. And let's get right to it. We got games going on right now. We have an update from the coach Jaime Chavez. Coach, take it away.
4: Evidence. 10.44 left in the half. It is Del Valle, seven, and Amarillo, zero. Jesse Ramos, the Del Valle quarterback, he has a one-yard touchdown touchdown run. That caps a 10-play, 81-yard drive. And Ramos, these are his numbers. He's got five carries, 28 yards rushing in that one touchdown. He's five of six and 40 yards passing. And Del Valle just blew a, a scoring opportunity. Sebastian Lopez, he just recovered a fumble. For um, Navia, the linebacker at the Amarillo 35, but Navia was able unable to convert. Uh, they were stopped with a fourth and three at the uh, Amarillo 23 yard line. So um, the winner tonight in this 5A by district match, the winner will play Colleyville Heritage or Abilene Cooper. In the area playoffs next week. So we've got uh, 10 10:38 left in the uh, in the half at uh, the at Delvaya's Conquest Stadium. It's Delvaya seven and Amarillo zero.
2: And Bo, this one just in from Abilene, where the Eastwood Troopers have gone uh, a bussin' seven to six. Eastwood jumped down to a seven nothing lead. Abilene has just closed within seven to six. I'm assuming that's after the failed extra point attempt. Seven to six, Eastwood leads Abilene first quarter. And that game at Abilene. Thank you, Paul. What a big and
6: what a big start for the Divine Conquistadors. Everybody would say this is an uphill battle against the Amarillo Sandys coming in against Amarillo. Always tough this year. They're eight and two coming in. Delvai seven and three coming off a really, really close, tough loss to Chapin for the district title. How do you see this
2: one? A nice start for the Divine Conquistadors. Uh, yeah. A surprising start. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm scared of Amarillo. As I said, I, they probably come in angry. They didn't think they were going to have to travel and they wound up doing so. Maybe the one thing, a lot of times when you get out, uh, a lot of time off. Amarillo has been off for a couple of weeks. You get a little bit rusty, and sometimes it takes a quarter to to shake that rust off. Hey, they're up seven to nothing. Let's see if we can put another couple of scores on these guys before uh, they get in their rhythm. Absolutely, we'll head back out to Coach Jaime Chavez in just a little bit. That kickoff was at six
6: p.m. We also had six p.m. kickoffs at the SAC with East Lake hosting St. Angelo Central, also the and Huskies hosting the Amarillo Cap Rock at Austin High School. Hey, let's head out to Franklin Cougar Stadium and our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. The Franklin Cougars hosting the Permian, Permian Panthers in just a little bit. Let's head out back out to Steve at the Sack for Eastlake and San Angelo Central for this update. Steve, take it away.
3: We've got 6.32 here to go in the second quarter, and it is Eastlake on top of San Angelo Central 7 to nothing. When we last left you, uh, San Angelo, in fact, was inside the uh, five-yard line, threatening to score in their opening position. Uh, they had the blow up to uh, Sam Navarrete, who was hit hard and fumbled the football and was recovered on the uh, Eastlake 13-yard line by uh, defensive end Caleb Emery, all six foot three, 230 pounds of him, uh, giving the uh, Eastlake Falcons the ball right there. On that position, they went down the field, mainly on the arm of their quarterback, Sebastian Brendon. That uh, series ended on an 8-yard touchdown pass from Rendon to Adrian Lopez to put Eastlake again up 7 to nothing. So far, uh, the quarterback Rendon, 7 out of 8 through the air, 75 yards, and that one touchdown pass. We've got just under 6 minutes to go in the second quarter. Eastlake on top of San Angelo Central, 7 to nothing
2: talked about before, the only game Eastlake lost this year was to Franklin, and when they lost that game, they didn't have their quarterback, Sebastian Rendon. Uh, big addition, he throws for about 200 yards a game, and they have so many receivers. Oh, by the way, speaking of a team with so many receivers, the Eastwood Troopers, typical Eastwood game, Troopers back on the board, 13-6 to six now. Eight minutes left in the first half. That was a 6 o'clock kickoff uh, from Abilene. Again, this would be a huge upset. Abilene just one loss in that Super 2 6 A district. Finished second place to uh, Mighty Legacy. So Eastwood being up 13-6, to six, it's a big deal. But remember, coming off their biggest game of the season, they smashed America's uh, a week ago. And I think some of that momentum is still going along. Very much so. So look at the Eastwood Troopers right up there. 13-6 to six
6: in the second quarter. Eastwood can put up some points too. Abilene has to be be wary of the Eastwood Troopers. Put up 70 a couple times this season. So Eastwood Troopers can really put up some points. Yeah, don't forget 88 uh, versus uh, Socorro, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, that one yeah. split my mind. 88 points. So once again, Eastlake up on San Angelo Central, 7-0. The Chapin Huskies, after a big interception uh, reported by Adrian Brontis. They punched it in. They're now up 7 nothing, and they're looking to score here at the end of the first quarter. So the Chapin Huskies leading Amarillo Caprock 7-0, and Delvai Conquistadors leading the Amarillo Sandys 7-0, that in the second quarter. Remember, we got some kickoffs right now. Franklin and Permian just kicked off. We'll get an update. No score at the moment. We'll get an update from Alex Nicholas in just a little bit. Then 7 o'clock kickoffs in town in El Paso. The Burgess Mustangs hosting the Horizon Scorpions, and then the Canuteal Eagles hosting hosting the Jefferson Silver Foxes. That should be two fun games out there. Also all around up in Las Cruces at the Field of Dreams, the Centennial Hawks, the fourth seed in the 6A quarterfinals, hosting fifth seed Las Cruces, the Las Cruces Bulldogs and Centennial Hawks. That should be a fun one up at the Field of Dreams. Let's head out to Austin's Ari McKee Stadium and join Adrian Bratis for an update on Amarillo Caprock and the Chapin Huskies. (laughs) 11.15
3: left here in the opening half. The Chapin Huskies on top of Amarillo Caprock, 14 to nothing. Mason Standifer just punched it in for a one-yard touchdown run. He is 8 of 15 today, 109 passing yards as a touchdown pass as well. Remember, Amarillo Caprock drove it all the way into Chapin territory. They drove it inside the red zone, and there was actually an interception that Anthony Rivera caught for the Chapin Huskies. Uh, then the Huskies turn around, and they, they put together an 80-yard touchdown drive that was just capped off by that one-yard rushing touchdown by Mason Standifer, Anthony Rivera, star of the show so far tonight, four catches, 59 receiving yards, an interception, and a touchdown for the Huskies. So, again, we've got 11-15 left here in the opening half. The Chapin Huskies on top of Amarillo
2: Caprock, 14 to nothing. And, Bo, Rivera's been the star for the Chapin Huskies, seems like, almost every week over the last month. Remember a few weeks back, he had that four-interception game on the defensive side, but just go as far back as last week, the 14-10 to win over Del-, Del Valle. Who were the two touchdowns? Anthony Rivera, the sophomore, a couple of touchdown receptions. Those were the only points Chapin would score. And those points would be enough. As is Anthony Rivera, he's enough. And it seems like that momentum that they've had, winning that district title
6: and a great end of the the district season for the Chapin Huskies, carrying over tonight at Austin's Ari McKee Stadium against Amarillo Caprock. And I'm just going to lay it out there: a- Chapin eight and two, maybe head coach Ryan Warner in his second season coach of the year in the in the city of El Paso. Yeah, if you're asking me, that's a done and done already. So yeah. we're in agreement. Hey, we got an update from Del Valle's Conquest Stadium. Let's head out to Del Valle and Amarillo. And Coach Jaime Chavez with an update. Coach.
4: At 9 15 left in the half. We've got a tie ball game now. It is Amarillo 7 and Del Valle 7. Amarillo wide receiver, Tyrese Molden. a 63-yard touchdown run on an end around. And the extra point is good in Del Valle's uh, score. Quarterback Jesse Ramos, a one-yard touchdown uh, touchdown run that capped a 10-play, 81-yard drive. Ramos is a uh, Six of eight, 43 yards passing, and he's, he's five got five carries and 28 yards rushing for El Valle tonight. And uh, and tonight, Amarillo comes in with uh, some revenge in mind. They lost a, a bi-district playoff game here three years ago against El Valle. They fell to El Valle in 2018. That final was 21-10. to 10. So we've got 8.44 left in the half at Conquest Stadium. Time ball game. Del Valle 7, Amarillo 7.
6: All right, Coach, thank you so much. Tie ball game there, as we were talking about a little earlier about the DelVine Conquistadors. Keep that momentum up, but here comes Amarillo. That train from the Panhandle just keeps rolling wherever they go, and uh, here comes Amarillo-Sandies. So it should be a fun game at Conquest Stadium. Thank you, Coach. Let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week and join Alex Nicholas with... Franklin hosting the Permian Panthers. Let's head out to Franklin Cougar Stadium. Alex, take it away. Nine minutes, fifteen seconds left in
3: our opening quarter, and Mojo along the board first. They lead Franklin seven to nothing. It would be a forty-seven-yard touchdown pass from their quarterback Rodney Hall to Jaquan Richardson. That'd be the 15th touchdown pass. Of the season for Rodney Hall. First play for Franklin's drive, though they would connect. That would be a 37-yard completion from uh, from Cameron Bird to Miles McWhorter, and Franklin is answered right back as they are driving in the red zone. 8:49 and running in the opening quarter. Permian seven. Franklin,
6: nothing. Alex, thank you so much. Uh, Paul, let's bring you in here. How do you see this one shaping up in our Cisco Movers game of the week? Permian Mojo and the Franklin Cougars. They played several times the last couple years, and it it seems like it's always gone back and forth, always a close game. But Franklin really playing well ever since Darren Walker got back, really played well before Darren Walker uh, was out early in the season. So how do you see this one shaping up?
2: Well, I'm not sure I have a good guess on that one. But uh, as you said, Franklin's uh, won eight in a row. They haven't lost since Walker's been back on the sidelines. But, uh, you know, they've been playing locals. It's the first time they're getting somebody from uh, Central Texas since uh, I, their first couple of weeks, I think, might be a little deceiving. Uh, losing to Rio Rancho uh, Cleveland, You're usually a good Franklin team is better. Than a great uh, New Mexico team. And when they drop that game, you say, okay, maybe maybe Franklin's not uh, what they are this year. But as I said, eight in a row. And uh, going to Permian, Permian is not what they've been in the past. Uh, had a chance, again, for the fourth straight season to be district champs. Couldn't take advantage of it. Dropped a game to uh, Midland Legacy a week ago. So Permian, maybe not quite what they've been in the past. And Franklin, you know, it's, it's hard to tell what they are. You know, watching them. You know, the the air game's pretty good. There's a lot of of options. Bo Sparks was huge last week, by the way. Eight catches, I think 204 yards, three touchdowns in that 35-13 win over Pebble Hills. And, uh, you know, Cameron Bird, you know, there's games where... He hardly throws an incomplete pass. So, I mean, they can look sharp. But I saw them when they were against Americas, and they looked miserable in that first half. Somehow found a way to come back and get that one. I believe it was a, a blocked field goal return for a score. So, you know, that, that's good news also. The Cougars find a way to win. But when I saw them, they didn't look good. So it's hard for me to say, yeah, yeah, I love the chance they have against Permian tonight. But, uh, you know, they're driving the ball right now. Absolutely, so the Permian Panthers strike first over the Franklin Cougars.
6: 7 nothing. Mojo leads Franklin. That's a six thirty kickoff at Franklin High School, so Permian strikes first. Let's see if the Franklin Cougars can counter. Hey, we have some scores from the, the Panhandle and also the Permian Basin. Midland Legacy leads Pebble Hills 15-0 that early in the second quarter. Uh, early, late in the first quarter, Amarillo Tascosa leading the El Dorado Aztecs 14-0. So both Both teams finding uphill battles in the Panhandle and the Permian Basin. And last check, Eastwood led. Abilene in the second quarter, thirteen to six. So Eastwood looking for a bit of a shocking upset there. That's in the second quarter once again. Troopers leading Abilene thirteen to six. We're going to take a short break right now. Come back as we inching closer to the seven o'clock hour and our seven o'clock kickoffs. Burgess hosting Horizon kickoff at seven o'clock while Tio hosts Jefferson and much more from our six o'clock kickoffs. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El
1: Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon.
6: Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's take you out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week and join Alex Nicholas with an update on Permian and Franklin. Alex. 6.33 left in our opening quarter, and we are
3: tied. Franklin and Permian knotted up at 7. When you guys last left me, uh, Franklin was was driving in Permian's red zone on a fourth down and 10 from the 13-yard line. It would be Cameron Bird, a back shoulder fade to Miles McWhorter, who made a beautiful in-air body adjustment for the cash out at the 727 mark. But Rodney Hall just rolled off a 55-yard run, handoff up the middle, and they're going to be stopped inside the 5-yard line. So Permian knocking on the door with 615 left in the opening quarter. Permian and Franklin tied
6: at 7. All right, Alex, thank you so much. Uh, Paul, just as we were talking about, this one's going to be a barn burner back and forth, and it is the first two possessions of the game. Permian
2: strikes first. Here comes Franklin. And I always think as long as the locals are able to stay in the contest, uh, the better their chances get uh, sticking around. Because just in the past so many times, uh, especially uh, Midland Lean, now Midland Legacy, will just come in. And, you know, I think of Sidarius Barfield's senior year when he was at El Dorado, and, you know, they're they're – District champs, or at least tied for it, and all of a sudden, 63 to nothing, he's gone by the first possession. That's, that's what these teams have done to El Paso teams traditionally in the past. Not so much over the last 10, 15 years. Franklin can play with Odessa Permian. I think they've shown that. And as I said, the longer they stick around, I think the more confident they get. Speaking of El Dorado, we got an update
6: from the El Dorado Aztecs taking on Amarillo Tascosa, second quarter. El Dorado's Quincy Estrada scores on a five yard touchdown run that cuts the Tascosa lead to 14. So now late in the second quarter, Tascosa leads El Dorado 21-7. Let's head back out to Conquest Stadium and join the coach, Jaime Chavez, for an update on Del Valle and Amarillo. Coach, take it away.
4: 6.50 left in the half. It is now Amarillo 10 and Del Valle 7. Amarillo place kicker, Luke Lemanek, he hit a 25-yard field goal, and that resulted. Uh, that was a result of an 8-play, 63-yard drive for the Amarillo Sandies. The other score for Amarillo, Tyrese Molden, a 63-yard touchdown run. Delvayas' only score, quarterback Jesse Ramos, a one-yard touchdown run in the first quarter. Ramos, 6 of 11, 60 yards passing. He got five carries and 28 yards rushing. 6.45 left in the half at Delvayas Conquest Stadium. It's Amarillo 10 and Valle 7.
6: Coach, thank you very much. So 10 to 7, Amarillo taking the three-point lead over the Devay Conquistadors. Devay struck first, 7-0, but here comes the Sandys. Paul, you got an update? Yeah, a little more news
2: from Abilene. Uh, Andrew Martinez, the quarterback, he's their short yardage guy, and he is, again, a one-yard touchdown run. One minute left in the half at Abilene. Your Eastwood Troopers lead this one. 20-6, 20 to 6. You know, you don't want to get too excited. Long way to go. Yeah, but very much Boy, so. what a surprise. Uh, the troopers, you know, maybe they are all all that. Wow. Eastwood over Abilene. That would be a shocker, but an
6: exciting start to the game, nonetheless. Second quarter, Eastwood up on Abilene, 20 to 6. Hey, let's head out to the Iceman. Let's go out to Burgess Mustang Stadium and join the Iceman, Brandon Cohn. Brandon, take it away. <laughs>
3: when you attack you even that but
6: You know what? I bet that was uh, he accidentally sat on his phone, I bet, and he called us in.
2: Brandon, are you there? (laughs) Brando butt dialed us, huh? His his game doesn't start for about 10 more minutes. Correct. Absolutely right.
6: (laughs) Okay, thanks, Brandon. Great to hear from you. Hope to hear from you more a little bit later. Hope you have a little bit more to say. But uh, some exciting games. Once again, our Cisco Movers game of the week. Permian and Franklin tied at 7. Eastlake leading San Angelo several. Central seven nothing, Chapin up on top on Amarillo Caprock fourteen nothing, and the Amarillo Sandys leading the Divine Conquistadors 10-7. Uh, we're inching closer here to Horizon and Burgess and then Jefferson and Canateo. Uh, these games also we also talked about a little bit earlier, Thursday night games, Andrus all over his letter, and Andrus looked good doing it too. They'll play the winner of Wichita Falls, Rider or Creekview. And then the Parkland Metadors maybe the upset so far in the playoffs. Parkland shocking Austin 42-21. That is Parkland's sixth straight by district champion. Championship. So uh, I don't know, Paul. Should we be uh, impressed with that win, or uh, ho hum? This is what the Parkland Matadors do.
2: No, no, yeah, I was at that game. They they looked uh, terrific. They have skill guys all over the place, and they all look good last night. Uh, even a guy who didn't really show up, uh, you know, scoring wise. Uh, the the Crest Daniels kid, terrific looking wide receiver. A couple of nice kickoff returns. Made a beautiful catch, a thirty yard uh, post pattern. Got him down to the five. Set up a, a short Beasley run. Kid was a little dinged after that one, so he was in and out of the lineup. But he looked good. Beasley had a couple of uh, touchdown runs. And and as I uh, said earlier, uh, uh, Fernie Estupinian-Rouan was terrific. I bet he caught nine balls, a couple of back shoulders. One that wasn't for a touchdown, about 30 yards where he just, everything about him was off the field to play except for his tippy-toes as he uh, went full extension and made a terrific hands catch. Uh, And oh, by the way, a couple of touchdowns for that kid as well.
6: Absolutely. So big wins for Parkland and Andrews last night. Also, the Riverside Rangers. Riverside will take on either Lake Worth or Hereford. We'll keep you updated on those games tonight and who they will face in the playoffs. Let's head out to Steve Escajeda with an update from the sack from San Angelo Central and East Lake. Uh Steve, take it away.
3: Before halftime, we've got 21 seconds here before halftime, and we're all tied up uh, between the San Angelo Central Bob Katz on the Eastside Falcons at 7-7. Uh, San Angelo just scoring on a 64-yard touchdown pass. Tyler Hill hitting Jacob English, their leading uh, uh, receiver. Again, tying things up at 7-7. Right now, Eastside has the ball at their own 30-yard line, and I'm assuming they're going to run out the clock with just 21 ticks to go. Uh, again, uh, just a startling play. Uh, after their first position, Central hasn't gotten much done offensively. On the, and uh, when they left on the ball again, they hit English, who was wide open down the field. It was a missed coverage there, and again scoring from 64 yards out. So the clock is ticking here, 16 seconds to go before the half. We've got a, a tie score, Central 7, Eastlake 7.
6: All right, Steve, thank you so much for that one. As we're going to take a short break and get uh, closer to the 7 o'clock hour and those 7 o'clock kicks, got an update from Adrian Bronis. Chapin uh, and, Cap- and Amarillo Caprock, Caprock cutting into that Chapin Husky lead with a touchdown, so cutting that lead to 7. So with three minutes to go in the second quarter, Chapin now leads – Caprock 14 to 7. We're going to take a break here as we get closer to that 7 o'clock hour. You're listening to Football Friday Night. We got football playoffs all over the borderland right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.
1: On 600 ESPN El Paso, let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to
6: Football
0: Friday Night,
6: right here on 600 ESPN El Paso, the playoff edition. We do have some halftime scores out in 5A, El Dorado and Tascosa. Tascosa leads the Aztecs 21-7 at the half. Also at halftime, Eastwood leading Abilene 20-6 and down in 4A. Clint leading San Angela Lakeview 7-0 that game at halftime.
2: And some early out-of-town scores, Bo. Uh, names that we don't hear often because uh, we don't care what these teams do, but now we we do because our teams are going to see them in the next round if they win in advance. Uh, first off, in Division II Six A, Byron Nelson—that's a familiar name. He's a golfer, well, he's also a school. Fourteen to seven up on Weatherford, of course, just outside of Fort Worth, in a battle of seven and three teams. The winner of this game gets the winner of the uh, East Lake San Angelo Central game. Uh, another one last night, Boswell beat V.R. Eaton. This was a Thursday nighter, 40-37. to 37. They moved to 6-4 and four on the season. And they will get, well, I guess we could say they might get Eastwood. Eastwood up 20-6 to six at halftime at Abilene. Uh, a little bit of a shocker there. But um, talk to Julio Lopez. He says if they wind up with Boswell, uh, that could be in the Lubbock area next weekend, of course. A couple of other games. Uh, lake Worth up on Hereford seventeen to nothing eight and two lake worth herford six and four the winner of that game will get riverside riverside thirty four seven winners last night over big spring and I think that's going to be it for an abbreviated out-of-town scoreboard, Bob. An abbreviated out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Longhorn Distributing.
6: We also have an out-of-town scoreboard. Midland Legacy leading El Paso Pebble Hills. The Pebble Hills Spartans finally get on the board. Gael Ochoa nice. hitting Jaylee Bost for a 12-yard touchdown. So it's now 23-8 to Legacy over Pebble Hills just before halftime. Let's head out to our Cisco Movers game of the week. The Franklin Cougars and the Permian Panthers. At last check, this game was tied at 7 7- Let's head out to Alex Nicholas for an update. Alex, Alex Nicholas, are you there from Franklin Cougar Stadium? Well, let's two o six left here in the opening quarter, and it's Permian twenty one, Franklin seven.
3: pair of touchdowns for Permian coming on the legs of Jaquan Richardson. The first one was a five-yard touchdown run at the 540 mark of the first quarter. And then Franklin would go three and out, and Permian would just go, uh, would take three plays and go 64 yards. It would be a long run uh, by Brian Mahesky. That would be a 42-yard run. Very next play, Jaquan Richardson again, 11-yard touchdown run. That's his third touchdown. Of the first half, and there's 2.06 left here in the opening quarter. Permian leading Franklin 21 to 7.
6: Alex, thank you so much. Whoa, here comes Mojo 21 7, 14 unanswered points by the Mojo. Uh, Franklin Cougars uh, back on their heels. Yikes. Hey, let's head out to Adrian Bradas. He has an update from uh, Austin's Ari Stadium, the Chapin Huskies hosting Amarillo Caprock. Adrian, take it away. Adrian, are you there? There's the crowd noise. Has
0: 34 seconds left here in the opening half. The Chapin Huskies on top of Amarillo
3: Caprock, 14-7. to It was a touchdown by the Longhorn running back, Damon Carrasco. He had a two-yard rushing touchdown. He's carried the ball 20 times tonight for 103 yards, has a rushing touchdown early on into this one. Now, Amarillo Caprock just had a 50-yard pass from their quarterback, Leighton Brown, uh, out to their wide receiver, Aiden Ramirez, but it was negated because uh, Leighton Brown was past the line of scrimmage. So now they booted the ball back to the Huskies. They will have the ball with 28 seconds left here in the opening half to try to score a touchdown at the Longhorn thirty five yard line. So I'll send it back to you guys with twenty eight seconds left here in the opening half. Chapin on top of Amarillo Caprock fourteen
6: to seven. All right Adrian, thank you so much. What a game there between Chapin and Amarillo Caprock, fourteen to seven. Uh now we're gonna go out to another game. As I'm trying to get uh producer Angel Munoz is it coach next.
0: That's correct. It Let's is Coach Next. Let's go out
6: to Coach Jaime Chavez out at Del Valle's Conquest Stadium. Del Valle hosting Amarillo at last check. Amarillo was leading the Conquistadors 10-7. to Coach, take it away.
4: 141 left in the uh, half at Conquest Stadium. It is now Amarillo 17 and Del Valle Back 7. Backup quarterback for Amarillo, Mason Graham. A 7-yard touchdown run. The extra point is good. And also Amarillo wide receiver... Tyrese Molden had a 63-yard touchdown run on an end-around, and Luke Laminak added a 25-yard field goal. The only score for Del Valle, Jesse Ramos, a one-yard touchdown run in the first quarter. We've got a timeout on the field now, and Del Valle is moving the ball. Now they're moving well into Amarillo territory. They've got a, a first and 10 at the Amarillo 34-yard line. So 124 left in the half at Del Valle's Conquest Stadium. It's Amarillo 17, Del Valle 7. The first seven on the
2: board, but, uh, you know, that's usually a good sign. Uh, 17 straight now. This one's uh, going the wrong direction. Del Valle's got to put the next points on the board or you, they can start looking at next season.
6: All right, let's head out to the sack. It a halftime update from the East Lake Falcons and San Angelo Central. Join Steve Escajeda for this halftime update. Steve. <laughs>
7: We are at the half here at the sack, and it
3: is San Angelo Central and the Eastlake Falcons all tied up seven-seven. Good ball game. Uh, kind of a defensive struggle here. Uh, uh, Eastlake got is going there in the uh, back the last play of the first quarter. Uh, quarterback Sebastian Rendon hitting uh, Adrian Lopez with an eight-yard touchdown pass again, putting uh, Eastlake up seven nothing. Uh, Central scored with just uh, one thirty-eight to go before halftime. Their quarterback, Tyler Hill, hitting Jacob English on a 64-yard touchdown bomb. Uh, Got some individual stats here in the first half uh, for Central. Uh, They're uh, led on the ground by Sam Navarrete. 11 carries, 46 yards in that first half. Uh, Quarterback Tyler Hill, 5 out of 7 through the air, 87 yards and a touchdown. And their uh, top uh, receiver, Jacob English, 3 catches, 81 yards and a score. For Eastlake... Uh, they're led on the ground by Elijah Uribe. Uh 11 carries, uh, 38 yards. Um, he does come into the ball again, averaging over 151 per game. So, again, they held him pretty much in check in the first half. Uh, quarterback Sebastian Rendon, 11 out of 13 through the air, 182 yards, one touchdown and one INT. Oribe, uh, although uh, he's having a good uh, night catching the football, six catches on the night, 126 yards. And um, Adrian Lopez, four catches, 44 yards, and uh, the only touchdown of the night for Eastlake. Team-wise, Central uh, 154 total yards, uh, 67 on the ground, 87 through the air. Eastlake 229, 47 on the ground, and 182 passing yards. So again, good game here at the uh, at the sack. Uh, Central coming into this ball game with a four and six record. Eastlake at nine and one, but I think it's Central. They come into this one on a three-game losing streak, losing to these three teams: Permian, Midland Legacy, and Abilene High. Uh, outscored 139 to 49 in those three ball games. So they're a little upset, a little angry, and they're uh, taking it out on Eastlake. They're hanging in there tonight. Uh, so far at the sack, we've got about 10 minutes to go before the start of the second half. It is Central and Eastlake deadlock,
2: 7-7. And Bo from Grande Communication Stadium. Pebble Hills drives all the way down to the eight-yard line. Four seconds on the clock. They eschew the field goal, take a shot at the end zone, come up empty. Do. That one, doe is right. Doe And wind up going to half. I believe that's a 23-8 to eight, uh, halftime score. Uh, the Beast, Midland Legacy, up on top of Pebble Hills. All right, tough
6: halftime score for the Pebble Hills Spartans. There also at half, El Dorado trails Tascosa twenty-one to seven. Eastwood leading Abilene twenty to six at halftime. Also at half, Clint leading San Angelo Lakeview seven nothing. Uh, looks like we got some more updates. Who do we got on the phone lines? Let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week and join Alex Nicholas for an update on Permian and Franklin. Alex. 21 seconds left in the first quarter. Permian
3: 28, Franklin 7. And, fellas, I am getting the full Jaquan Richardson experience (laughs) this evening. Richardson, his fourth touchdown of the first quarter this one a 58 yard touchdown pass from rodney hall with a jump ball on the 30 yard line he took it away from both sparks ran the last 30 yards and it has been all mojo in this one uh permian 14 plays 232 total yards if you're a mathematician at home that's 16 and a half yards per play through just one quarter of play as the first quarter is officially over here on the west side. Permian leading Franklin 28-7 to at the end of the first quarter.
6: Wow, that's a shocker. I mean, we knew this game would uh, be tough. Tied at 7, but now 21 unanswered points by the Permian Panthers and Mojo looking like they're playing the Mojo of old from the 1980s. They're looking good against the Franklin Cougars right now. Let's head out to Ari e. McKee Stadium. Join Adrian Brutus for an update on Chapin and Amarillo Caprock. Adrian.
3: Halftime out here at R.E. McKee Stadium. It's the Chapin Huskies on top of Amarillo Caprock, 21-7. to On the last play of the half, Mason Standifer, quarterback for the Chapin Huskies, hit his brother Hunter Standifer for a 24-yard touchdown strike. Mason Standifer goes into the half, 10 of 20, 144 passing yards, has a pair of touchdowns through the air and one on the ground. And it's been all Huskies. In the first half, now Amarillo Caprock has done a really nice job running about, ball uh, with their running back Damon Carrasco. Twenty carries, one hundred and three rushing yards, and a touchdown, and to two yards out. So send it back to you guys. It's halftime out here. taping on top of Amarillo Caprock, twenty-one to seven.
2: And, and Boa Hunter Standifer sighting. Uh, I tell you what, the, the two nice receivers already in the Pastron kid and Anthony Rivera. If, if Hunter Standifer becomes a viable uh, third option among that group, there's no telling where this passing game can go. Already pretty, pretty darn good. We remember the night they stuck, what was it, 56 on horizon? Oh, wow. Yes, absolutely. So the
6: Standifers getting it done for the Chapin Huskies right now. 21-7, to Chapin leading Amarillo half-time. Caprock at halftime. Thank you very much, Adrian, for that update. Hey, let's head out to the coach, Jaime Chavez, at Del Valle's Conquest Stadium. Del Valle hanging in there. Can they hang in with a minute and a half to go in the first half? Del Valle trailing by 10, 17-7 uh, against Amarillo. Let's head out to the coach, Jaime Chavez, for an update. Okay, well, we're working on getting coach. We'll get him back in just a little bit. Uh, Also, games of note kicking off just a few minutes ago. Burgess hosting Horizon. Also, Canetillo hosting Jefferson.
2: And the ice has been broken out of Canetillo. Our Jeremy Caronco is uh, close to on the line, and uh, he'll fill us in. A real-time update, obviously in the works.
6: All right, let's head back out to Coach Jaime Chavez with an update on Devine Amarillo as we're inching to closer to halftime. Coach, take it away.
4: 50 seconds left in the half at the Conquest Stadium on the Del Valle campus. It is Amarillo 17 and Del Valle 7. And on the fourth and long, Jesse Ramos is going back to pass. That was a fourth and 18 at the Amarillo 38. So. Now Amarillo will take over on downs with 44 seconds left. And the Amarillo scoring, Mason Graham, the backup quarterback, a seven-yard touchdown run. And also Tyrese Molden for the Amarillo-Sandys, a 63-yard touchdown run. And Luke Laminac added a 25-yard field goal for Amarillo. The only score for Denvaya, quarterback Jason Ramos, a one-yard touchdown run. 44 seconds left in the half at the Conquest Stadium. And it's Amarillo 17 and Del Valle 7.
6: All right, Coach, thank you so much. So a turnover on downs for the divide Conquistadors. Only 40 seconds to go. Hopefully that defense can hold on and maintain that 10-point deficit going into halftime. We got an update from Loewenberg Stadium in Canuteo Eagles hosting the Jefferson Silver Foxes. Let's join Jeremy Caranco for this update from our Julius and Irene Loewenberg Stadium. Jeremy. 6-20 in counting. It's
5: the first quarter, and it's Canuteo on top of Jefferson 7-0. to zero. The score was an L.J. Martin 56-yard touchdown run. It's, we said it all season long on our show. It's been his his night already, 24th of the year on the ground. Jefferson took the opening kickoff, and they actually crossed into Canuteo territory, picking up three third downs, but they were unable to convert on a fourth down play. And two plays, it's L.J. Martin taking it to the house. And we have a Alcala pass on the next drive, and it's intercepted by Canuteo's. Jeremiah Ramos, so how about that? The Eagles get the ball back already at the Jefferson 45, 544 first quarter. It's Kennedy 7 and Jefferson 0.
6: All right, Jeremy, thank you so much. Boy, big defensive play there. So get a touchdown then a big
2: defensive play. All the momentum and Kennedy Eagles side right now. Yeah, without a doubt, L.J. Martin, uh, huge last week. Three touchdown runs, a a touchdown reception, a 95-yard kickoff return in that huge close win over Horizon. They only won that thing. What was, it, what was it, like 45 35, something in that vicinity? No LJ Martin. LJ calls in sick. Hey, I, I got a little post nasal drip. I'm going to have to miss tonight. Things don't work out so well for Kenya Tio. And here he is again tonight by district action. Give him the ball and see what he can do. And what he can do is plenty. And oh, by the way, an update from our Adrian Bratis Hunter Stanifer, not so fast, my friend. Again, barring from Brandon Cohn, it's Anthony Rivera. What a surprise! The guy who had the two touchdown receptions a week ago. Well, he's got an interception in this one. Six catches, ninety-four yards, says Adrian Bratis. and now two touchdowns. It was not. It was not Stanford. It was Rivera on the touchdown reception. Twenty-one to seven, Chapin on top and rolling. That's right. 21-7. Chapin leading Amarillo
6: Caprock at halftime. Also at half. San Angelo Central and East Lake tied at just seven. A low-scoring game there for Steve Escajeda at the Student Activities Complex on the east side. Uh, end of first quarter, boy, the Permian Panthers in our Cisco Movers game in the night. Permian all over Franklin. 28-7. 21 unanswered points for the Mojo over the Cougars. And this one, if Franklin
2: doesn't get back and get a, a score here soon, this one could really run away from the Franklin Cougars at home. And some action out at Burgess Mustang Stadium. Our Brandon Cohn's going to have that the ice broken there as well. Burgess Mustangs, they have their hands full with, uh, with Horizon tonight. Burgess tri-champs in 2 5 Horizon just runners-up, but uh, they are runner-ups with a bullet We'll get an update from the Iceman, Brandon Cone. Let's see who's on the
6: line right now as we get an update from all over town. Remember Delvi and Amarillo inching towards halftime. Amarillo leading DelVai 17-7. to uh, Canantillo striking first, 7-0 over Jefferson. And let's head out to the Iceman. Brandon Cone for an update. You heard it. Burgess and Horizon.
0: Iceman, take it away.
3: 6:43 remaining, opening quarter. Horizon with a seven to nothing lead in this one. Eight minute mark of the first. Horizon after marching all the way down the field, utilizing Ernie Garcia quite extensively. Had Kiosk, he ends up finding his wideout Aaron Barossa in the far back of the end zone. He takes a heck of a shot, but ends up holding on for the 16 yard touchdown, making the score. Horizon seven to nothing. Burgess then goes three and out on there first possession. 643 opening quarter here and it's Horizon 7 to nothing over Burgess.
6: All right, Brandon, thank you so much. So the Horizon Scorpions at just 5 and 5 on the season Uh, taking it to the Burgess Mustangs early. Burgess coming in at 7-3, 7-0 Horizon over Burgess early on in the first quarter. We're going to take a break, step away for a few minutes, and we'll be right back with much more playoff action right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Remember, our real-time action is brought to you by the El Paso Association of Builders. Real high school football action is brought to you by Real Texas Builders. Ask your home builder if they're members of the El Paso Association of Builders, the home of Real Texas Builders. That's elpasobuilders.com. And we have some updates from uh, the Land of Enchantment in New Mexico, the 6A quarterfinals in the first quarter, the fifth seed. Las Cruces Bulldogs lead the four-seed Centennial Hawks 14-0. So, Cruces all over their in-city rivals 14-0 early on. And in the 5A quarterfinals, top seed Farmington scores 30 seconds into the game against eight-seed Santa Teresa. So, Farmington leading Santa Teresa 7-0. And our Cisco Movers game of the night, the Permian Panthers and the Franklin Cougars. Whoa, this one in the first quarter has been all Permian. 28-7. Permian leads the Franklin Cougars right now at Franklin Cougars Stadium. This game tied at 7 early on, but Permian with 21 unanswered points to take the lead 28-7 in the second quarter now at halftime. Midland Legacy leading Pebble Hills 23-8. Eastwood leading Aveline 20 to 6. Yeah, Eastwood looking uh, really big. 14 unanswered points before halftime there. And in 5A, El Dorado trailing Amarillo
2: Tascosa at halftime, 21 to 7. Yeah, I'm looking at that one now as a fourth quarter score. Again, it's the internet, so you never know, but uh, Amarillo Tascosa now 47 to 7. And as, as I said, uh, that one into the fourth quarter, uh, Tascosa, without their starting quarterback. The Daniel Kidd went down a week ago. It doesn't seem to matter against that Eldorado D. Wow. Look at that.
6: Uh, Clint, San Angelo, Lakeview, and 4A. Clint leading Lakeview, 7-0 at halftime. At last check, Brady was up on Anthony, 20-7 to in the playoffs, and also Fort Stockton all over Mountain View, 40-0. to uh, Once again, remember, uh, Riverside looking also in 4A as we talk about 4A uh, Lake Worth and Hereford Riverside will play the winner of that game we'll keep you updated as the night progresses and let's head out to Del Valle's Conquest Stadium as Del Valle hosting Amarillo now at halftime let's see if the Del Valle Conquistadors could hold on to that 10 point deficit it's a tough game for Del Valle. let's head out to the coach Jaime Chavez for an update coach
4: Halftime at Conquest Stadium It's Amarillo, 17, and Del Valle, 7. The scoring for Amarillo, Tyrese Molden, a 63-yard touchdown run. Mason Graham, a 7-yard touchdown run. And Luke Laminak had a 25-yard field goal in the second quarter. And he had a 17-yard field goal attempt blocked uh, just before the half ended. And the only scoring thus far for Del Valle, Jesse Ramos, uh, a 1-yard touchdown run. For Amarillo, quarterback Brock Wade, he's 7 of 11, 125 yards passing. And um, Amarillo's running right at the heart of that uh, Del Valle defense. Uh, Wade, four carries, 36 yards rushing. And GQ Irvin for Amarillo, six carries, 36 yards rushing. Del Valle quarterback, Jesse Ramos, he's 10 of 14, 88 yards passing. He's got eight carries and 52 yards rushing. He's been sacked twice by the Amarillo defense. And by the way, Amarillo, as a team, has 24 sacks uh, coming into uh, tonight's contest. And Del Valle's uh, 1,000-yard rusher, Christian Martinez, only has uh, eight yards on two carries, and he has not played since the second series this evening. He is uh, nursing an injured ankle. He spent uh, a lot of time now On the sidelines. And tonight's winner of this 1 5A by district game tonight's winner will play Lubbock Cooper or Colleyville Heritage next week in the area playoffs. So halftime at Del Valle's Conquest Stadium. It's Amarillo 17 and Del Valle 7.
6: All right, Coach, thank you so much. Uh, Tough first half of the Del Valle Conquistadors. Let's see if the second half. Uh, is much better for Dovai hosting Amarillo. Let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week and join Alex Nicholas with an update on Permian and Franklin in the second quarter. Alex.
3: eight oh three left until halftime, and we have a ball game. Franklin, their defense will come up with a big stop, and then you'll turn it back over to the offense. Two plays later, a 68-yard touchdown pass from Cameron Bird to Miles McWhorter right in the middle of the field, and that would cut the Permian lead in half. 8.03 left until
6: halftime. Permian 28, Franklin 14. Alex, thank you so much. Our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. So the Franklin Cougars hopefully making a game of this one. Down 28-7. to It's a big touchdown there. So down 28-14 with 8 minutes to go. Cisco Movers can help with packing, boxing, heavy lifting, or moving your belongings to your next destination. They also offer storage of their facility. Take it from a family-owned company like Cisco Movers. They'll give you a great price and help you on your next big move. Get started by filling out a request form at Cisco movers.com cisco movers the best move you'll make in el paso let's head out to austin's or let's head out to burgess mustang stadium and join brandon cone the iceman with an update on burgess hosting horizon brandon
3: 239 left here in the opening quarter and it is horizon with a 14 to nothing lead over burgess at the two fifty mark of the first Horizon just continuing to dominate on offense. This time their quarterback Tijas. He ends up scoring on the one yard keeper to make the score fourteen to nothing. Also, worth mentioning that Burgess has no answer for Ernie Garcia so far. Eight carries, seventy-three yards. Mm. It's two thirty nine to go. Opening quarter, and thus far it's Horizon fourteen to nothing over Burgess.
6: All right, Brandon, thank you very much. Paul kind of talking about this game, and you go, where's Tavoris Jones? This seems like this would be a game where he would tee off in a playoff game at home, and
2: right now it's been all Horizon. Yeah, and he's a guy who went for 300 a week ago against uh, El Paso High. Uh, we're not saying that the Horizon defense is impregnable. I mean, L.J. Martin, as we chronicled, uh, ripped him to shreds last week. In fact, if uh, it was the defense that couldn't hang with the Tio offense. Not usually a way for the Canetio, uh team. It's usually their D that they hang their hat on. But, uh, yeah, Horizon was able to make a dent, uh, and Tio as well. And uh, Burgess and Devaris Jones, thus far, no. And that's at home. You know, you want to come out strong in the first quarter. I don't think the Mustangs have lost a game at Mustang Stadium yet this year, but uh, they're on the way tonight.
6: Absolutely. So there you go. Horizon leading the Burgess Mustangs 14-0 that late in the first quarter. Thank you to the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, for that update. And once again, Permian in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Permian leading Franklin 28-14. At halftime, San Angelo Central and Eastlake tied at 7. Also at half, Chapin leading Amarillo Caprock 21-7 to and Dovai trailing Amarillo 17-7. Let's head out to Julius and Irene Lohenberg Stadium and join Jeremy Caronco for an update on Ken Atio and Jefferson. Jeremy.
5: 27 seconds left to go in the long first quarter, it it's now Ken Util, 14 to Jefferson, 0. The story, Silver Fox has now turned it over three times. They really feel like all is on the line tonight. They go for it on fourth down from their own 20, and it is an incomplete Alcala pass to Dylan Navarro across the middle. And Devin Granados, the quarterback for Ken Util, he can run it too, guys. He runs it up the middle for a two-yard touchdown. Extra point is good. And uh, Granados now 11 touchdowns and uh, a little bit behind L.J. Martin in the shadows, 600 and 70 yards rushing on the season. The quarterback does it as well. So 20 seconds and counting first quarter is now Kenny Teal 14, Jefferson 0.
2: And, Bo, you missed a couple of weeks, so you might not have noticed L.J. Martin. Broke the 2,000-yard barrier uh, last week, I think 2,000 and maybe 70 by the w- time he was he's done. Was anybody doubting him? Oh, gosh. <laughs> the, the only, For the record, the only guy thus far over 2,000 yards. I think the next closest is Ernie Garcia, and he's in the 1500s. At least he was before Burgess put those 73 yards on there. Maybe he's into 1600s by now. Well, LJ Mountain really has proved all season long what a quality running back he is for the
6: Kennedy Eagles hoping to make a giant deep playoff run and they're going to need starting it off well tonight, of course, but the Kennedy defense doing it forcing three Jefferson turnovers. That'll do it every single time for you. If you force three turnovers in one quarter
2: to open up a playoff game that only demoralizes your opponent. Yeah, look at the Riverside Rangers if you need proof of that. Uh, what are they, like 30? I think they were 30 turnovers going into, into last night, or maybe after last night, uh, into the 30s now, and 10-1 uh, and 1 on the ledger. Yeah, turnovers have a lot to do with Ws and Ls.
6: Absolutely. Hey, uh, end of the first quarter up in Las Cruces, a battle of Las Cruces in the 6 quarter quarterfinals. The Las Cruces Bulldogs lead the Centennial Hawks Twenty-one to seven, so a very big game. Remember, Las Cruces
2: coming into that as the fifth seed, Centennial the fourth seed. Boy, those high school games draw pretty well up there. I was at uh, the New Mexico State game, in New Mexico State, Utah State on Saturday, and they had you know a listed seven thousand. It was an afternoon kickoff, two o'clock kick, and and the, uh, one of the main issues that was cited. was well, Clovis Mayfield was going at the same time. You're peeling off, a, you know, a lot of your attendance going to high school games instead of the college. There you go. Absolutely, you know, a lot of people
6: love the high school football games. And when Las Cruces and Mayfield were in the same division, mm-hmm. boy, when they put play. At Aggie Memorial Stadium, there was nothing more exciting when not only they're going to for maybe a state championship or district title, it was always packed. And speaking of Mayfield, they, uh, they are the fifth seed in the 5A quarterfinals. They will play at four seed 1 p.m. tomorrow. That's Artesia. So um, Artesia will host Mayfield tomorrow. Let's head back out to the sack. Eastlake and San Angelo Central underway in the second half. Let's join Steve Escajeda for an update on the Falcons and the Bobcats. Steve.
3: We've got 6.49 here left to go in the third quarter, and uh, San Angelo Central has taken a 10-7 lead over Eastlake. They uh, took the opening uh, kickoff there in the second half, and methodically marched down the field uh, until they uh, were stopped on a third down, a fourth down. They went for a field goal, and Eric Rodriguez nailing one from the 38 yards out, again to give Eastlake the 10-7 lead. And uh, I'm sorry, to give Central the 10-7 lead. And uh, Central, uh, uh, their quarterback, uh, Tyler Hill, getting hot there in this third quarter. He's now 8 out of 10 for 118 yards and a touchdown. Um, He connected three times on that drive with uh, their tight end, uh, Kevon Rice, but now it's four catches for 28 yards. Again, the field goal has put uh, San Angelo Central on top, 6:49 to go in the third. San Angelo Central, 10, Eastlake, 7
6: All right, Steve. Thank you so much. What a big win or what a big lead right there uh, in a tight ball game. Ten to seven were points. So it looked like they're going to be hard to come by. So third
2: quarter, Central leading East Lake, and in a game that's not so tight. Bo out at uh, Grande Communication Stadium, uh, uh, Midland Legacy. One more time, open up the third quarter with a drive and a five-yard touchdown. Thirty to eight. Now they lead uh, Pebble Hills. Whoo, that's a tough one for. Mm. Legacy
6: Rebels leading the Pebble Hill's Spartans 30-8. to eight. Hey, let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. We got an update on Permian and Franklin in the second quarter. Alex Nicholas with the update. Alex, take it away. Seven and a half minutes left until halftime. Permian 28,
3: Franklin 21. When you last left me, Franklin scored on that 68-yard touchdown pass from uh, Cameron Bird to Miles from a quarter, but there would be some extracurricular activities after that, which would be on uh, Permian. It would be a dead ball personal foul. So Franklin kicking on the plus side of the field great decision there they tried to onside kick and noah alvarez was there to recover at the 33 yard line a few plays later they would run a th- reverse play with dominic Adriano reaching pay dirt from 11 yards out and the cougars have roared back pun intended with 704 left here until halftime
2: permian leading franklin 28 to 21 and Bo, the plot starting to thicken a bit out in uh, abilene uh, uh, seven and a half minutes left to play in the third quarter. Abilene has closed the gap to one score, 20 to 13 now. Eastwood still on top of Abilene, getting the ball in their hands. Let's see what they can do with it. Well, the Eastwood Troopers knew they would have an uphill battle, and the Franklin Cougars thinking they would have
6: maybe the upper hand at home, but. Permian jumping out to a 28-7 lead after the first quarter. But here come the Franklin Cougars. 14 unanswered points, now 28-21, and uh, two touchdowns within 30 seconds. Uh, Alex Nicholas looked like uh, the Franklin Cougars uh, made a a fantastic idea on uh, an onside kick. And they went for it, and they got it. And then they scored, so what a job there by the Franklin Cougars. And I think all night he's been waiting to to use that line, here come the Cougars roaring back. He, I'm ah. sure he's been waiting all night to say that. But uh, look the, we got some great games going on. Permian-Franklin, just a seven-point game. San Angelo Central and Eastlake, a three-point game in the third quarter Delvi and Amarillo just a 10 point game at the half Delvai trailing Amarillo by 10 and here comes Chapin looking really really good against Amarillo Caprock up 21 to 7 these games you think closely tight contested battles in the playoffs and
2: here we go again as we get into the second half this is going to be a fun night hey Bo let me throw a couple of those out-of-town scores again Uh, first time we've seen this one Trinity, Euless Trinity, uh, 8 to 7, they lead Keller Trinity's 9 and 1, Keller 6 and 4. This is in the big school 6A's. The reason it's important, the winner of this gets the Franklin Odessa Permian winner. That may become less important in another 30 minutes to an hour if Franklin uh, can't get back in, uh, back in charge, get their flow on and, and close. Remember, Franklin was down a ton to Rio Rancho Cleveland. I know that was a loss, too, but it was a narrow loss. Uh, scored uh, some late touchdowns, so we'll see what happens tonight with those Cougars. As you said, roaring back into the contest. Byron Nelson up on Weatherford, 21-7. to That's Division 2-6, eh? The winner of that one gets the Eastlake San Angelo Central winner. We already told you Boswell beat V.R. Eaton last night, 40-37. They'll get the Eastwood Abilene winner. Elsewhere, Lakeworth leads Hereford 23-12. The winner of that one gets Riverside at a spot that's already been determined. I, I believe uh, they're thinking Midland on uh, Friday next week. So uh, we'll, we'll see if that happens. Also, Hershey up on Pampa, 18-3. The winner of that gets the uh, Clint Winner and and last week checked, Clint was up seven to nothing at halftime in that one. Couple of uh, Thursday nighters, Randall Canyon Randall beat Wyatt sixty three to twenty one. They'll get uh, the winner of that uh, Canyon Teal contest. Uh, Wichita Falls Rider all over Creek Creekview forty eight to six. They will get Andrus. Who was all over a last night? Lubbock Cooper beats Southwest forty-two to nothing. They will hook up with Parkland again. Oh boy, those have been fun. The last time Cooper didn't go to the regional finals, it was Parkland that knocked him off. What was that four years ago? And uh, a real thriller last year. Parkland came up on the short end of that, but uh, forty-two nothing. Cooper over Southwest improves to ten-one. And lastly, Grapevine, four district, four five A. You're not used to seeing them get wins. Beats Wichita Falls. 44 to seven. Woo. And the winner of that game gets the winner of Burgess and Horizon. And last we checked, uh, it might be Horizon off to a 14 to nothing start at Burgess Mustang Stadium. Absolutely. That out of town scoreboard brought to you by Longhorn Distributing, the only hot sea dealer in
6: West Texas and Southern New Mexico, your source for cleaning equipment, service, and supplies. Longhorn Distributing, 5516 East Paisano Drive in El Paso. Let's head out to the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, for an update on those Horizon Scorpions and Burgess Mustangs. At last check, it was 14-0 Horizon. Brandon, what's, what's the update? 11.08
3: 11.08 first half, and It's Horizon 14 to 6 now over Burgess. The Scorpions, a flawless first quarter. Not so much into the second quarter, though. Only nine seconds in at the 11.51 mark of the second. Horizon and their running back, Ernie Garcia. He fumbles at the Mustangs 30, recovered by Burgess quarterback, David Hernandez. Then two plays later, the Mustangs capitalize and the Scorpions' goof as running back Tavares Jones. Scores on a twenty-four or excuse me, a twenty-yard touchdown, and actually that's a six-yard TD. That's the twenty-fourth touchdown of the season on the six-yard T D. The PAT though was no good making the score Horizon fourteen to six over Burgess. We have eleven oh eight to go here in the opening half, and it is Horizon fourteen to six over Burgess.
6: All right, Brandon. Thank you so much. What a tight game there. We got tight games all over the city, all over the state. It's going to be a very fun night. We're going to take a break. We'll have all your scores and real-time action next on Football Friday Night right here on 600
1: ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's
6: go to some Longhorn distributing out-of-town scores. Uh, in the Permian Basin, Midland Legacy leading Pebble Hills 30-8, to that in the third quarter. Uh, in the fourth quarter, late in this game, Am- Amarillo-Tascosa has punched in in another touchdown. They now lead El Dorado 53-7. That in the fourth quarter, five minutes to go in that game. And the Eastwood Troopers still leading Abilene 20-13. Now it was 20-6 at halftime,
2: but Eastwood's still hanging on there. And and then some uh, Troopers on the board again. Maybe not the way we would like, but uh, a field goal. Eastwood kicks one nearing the end of the third quarter. Troopers now... Back up two scores, 23-13. to They lead Abilene at Abilene. Second place Abilene, right behind Midland Legacy in District 26A. Wow, this would be a shocker if they are able to pull it off. Absolutely, and field goals. I know the Troopers don't normally go for field goals. That might be their
6: first or second one all year. They usually just do PATs (laughs) after running up 60, 70, 80 points. But field goals could be crucial in Abilene, uh,
2: especially going up two scores. Uh, Especially if you can hold them for another uh, drive or two. You know, as as the clock starts, especially the favorite, you're at your place. You're down 10 points. As the clock ticks, man, and we get into the fourth quarter and time's running out, that's when the nerves really show up <laughs> absolutely. so yeah this drive right here is key if, if eastwood can can uh, hold keep abilene off the board get the football back and may be able to take a little time off the clock man that's when when the abilene folks are really going to start sweating absolutely we'll keep you updated on that game let's head out to our cisco
6: movers game of the week the permian panthers and the franklin cougars and join alex nicholas for an update on a barn burner at franklin cougar stadium alex oh. 142
3: left until halftime. Permian leading Franklin 28-21. The momentum pendulum has been swinging huge over the last few seconds here. Franklin stopped Permian on a fourth down and short from their own fort- from uh, Franklin's 14-yard line. Two plays later, though, Cameron Bird would throw a 50-50 ball here on the near side, and it would actually be Corey McCoy who would pick it off for Permian. Permian, two plays later, they have a first down and 10, from, or actually a first down and 16 from the Franklin, uh, first down and 15 from the Franklin 16-yard line with 92 seconds and running left here until halftime. Permian leading Franklin 28-21. to
6: all right alex thank you so much what a first half there at franklin cougar stadium they've seen a lot of games a lot of shootouts but this could be the best one in the playoffs against the mojo uh w- what a fun game out there at franklin high school
2: and especially when you spot them a 14 uh, you know getting behind 14 yeah, yeah. points that's not much fun Get behind 21 points oh you know? 21 zip is that right wow no, tw- 28 to 7 okay gotcha yeah the coming back part though it's it, it's pretty nice not on the other side, I'm sure. Absolutely. Hey, let's head out to the SAC, the East Lake Falcons
6: hosting the San Angelo Central Bobcats, and get an update. This was just ten to seven, Central over East Lake in the third quarter. Let's get an update from Steve Escahead on This exciting game at the SAC, Steve.
3: We've got the two forty-seven now to go in the third quarter, and we're still at San Angelo Central ten, East Lake seven. Right now, Eastlake has the ball first and 10 at their own 35-yard line thanks to a uh, pass interference call. So, again, they're trying to develop uh, some kind of a drive or at least uh, either tie things up or take the lead. Uh, what Eastlake's going to have to do is they're going to have to uh, run the football much better than they have been tonight. They've been averaging 226 yards on the ground uh, per game this year. So, far in this ball game, 17 uh, carries, 50 yards as a team. That's 2.9 yards a carry, and that's not what uh, Eastlake is used to. Uh, their star uh, Elijah Orive averaging 151 yards a ball game, 15 carries, just 41 yards tonight. So again, they're going to pick up that running uh, game if they're going to have any chance to win this one. 212 uh, and counting here to go in the third quarter. San Angelo Central 10, Eastlake 7.
2: And from Grande Communication Stadium. Uh... Legacy on the board one more time, six-yard TD pass as they jump out to a 36-8 lead over Pebble Hills. Pebble Hills hung tough for about a half, but this one looks like it's going sideways. Yeah, tough game for
6: the Pebble Hills Spartans against Midland Legacy. Well, it's going to be a tough game for the Franklin Cougars if they don't come back, but we got another update in our Cisco Movers game of the week. Permian and Franklin, Alex Nicholas with an update. Alex, take it away. One eighteen left until
3: halftime. Permian thirty-five, Franklin twenty-one. When you guys last left me, uh, Permian was facing a third down and fifteen from the from the Franklin sixteen-yard line. Rodney Hall. 16-yard touchdown run off of the veer that had Franklin's uh, defensive eyes all over the place, went up their left side and carried the pile in for the last two yards. That would actually be set up by a 31-yard screenplay, tossed it to the near side. Tahari Jones would take it 31 yards to set up that score. Hall over 100 yards rushing on the evening with 112 yards, and he's also thrown two touchdown passes. Yeah. 108 left until halftime.
0: Permian, 35,
6: Franklin, 21. Whew, what a game. That's Fifty-six points in the first half. So far, there's still a minute fifteen. Yeah, that's to go. what I was gonna say. Another minute and a half for those Cougars <laughs> to zip down the field. Hey, we got an update from Burgess Mustang Stadium. Let's join the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, for an update on Burgess hosting Horizon. Brandon. Seven
3: twenty-six opening half. Horizon now with a twenty-one to six lead mm. at the seven thirty-two mark. Uh, there, it was Scorpions running back Ernie Garcia. He's redeeming himself for the previous fumble. He scores on a three-yard touchdown run. And we're voting on this last drive. Their quarterback Keyhots running all over Burgess. He had three carries for forty yards alone on the previous drive. We have seven oh three left in the opening half, and it's all Horizon twenty-one to six over Burgess.
6: All right, Brandon. Thank you so much, boy. The Horizon Scorpions—they just keep pounding the Burgess Mustangs at Mustang Stadium.
2: Horizon looking good so far in the first half. And do you have that? We talk about it all the time. Uh, Do you have at least a two-headed attack? Do you have two weapons you can go to? Horizon has, especially since the Kiosk kid, really started to pick things up. I I think with that Chapin game, the shootout, You know, they lost 56-53, but that Horizon offense has been on fire ever since. You have Ernie Garcia, 1,500-yard runner, whether through the handoff or coming out of the backfield catching passes like he did last week. A couple of big uh, touchdown passes early to get him in that canyon Tio game. But Kehos is a 1,000-yard rusher, too. This is one of the few teams we counted him down. I don't know, what are there two or three? Riverside is the only one that jumps to mind where you have 2,000-yard rushers on your team. Quijas is over a 1,000, and of course, Ernie Garcia is as well, and the defense has to watch both of those guys equally. Who can you key on? Well, you key on Garcia, look out, there goes Kehos. and when you start looking at Kijos, you give uh, Ernie Garcia a gap, and he's going to go forty.
6: There you go, absolutely. So twenty-one to six, Horizon over Burgess at Mustang Stadium in the second quarter. Let's head out to Lowenburg Stadium. Get an update on Canutio and Jefferson from Jeremy Caraco. Jeremy,
5: four eleven second quarter. It is now Canutio twenty-one and Jefferson seven. We were calling into the show to tell you Jeff is within a touchdown. And it was Nathan Alcala who found Jose Rodriguez for a 27-yard score to get the Silver Foxes on the board for the first time tonight. And then just three plays later, the explosive Can rushing game. Three plays later, it's L.J. Martin who took off for a 42-yard rush and then following up, it's a 26-yard touchdown run all the way across to the left sideline. Devin Granados is second of the night. PAT is good. Can now up 21-7. to and uh, worth mentioning, guys, is UTO defense has been stellar. We mentioned three turnovers, and on the season, they now have a total of twenty-one. A little bit uh, behind the scenes, Kenyuto's defense can also match its offense. So, three fifty-nine second quarter, Kenyuto up twenty-one to seven over Jeff.
6: All right, Jeremy. Thank you so much. Uh, boy, what a game there for the Canton Eagles! But Jefferson making a game of it, and let's see if uh, Jefferson can come. And, you know, every game seems to be pretty tight tonight. Let's see if Jefferson can make this one tight as well.
2: Yeah, even uh, this is a tough game for Jeff tonight. But look, look how they still hang in there. Uh, that's what they've done. You know, nobody has outclassed them. They've been in every, almost every game that the that they've uh, taken on, even against those better teams. We said they're not able to beat. They haven't been able to beat the Burgesses, the Austins, the Andrews is and maybe tonight the Canyon Tios but uh, you know they show what they're worth and, and they make it tough on those other teams maybe you're going to be Jefferson but it's not going to be an easy night getting there absolutely hey at halftime the
6: Chapin Huskies led Amarillo Caprock 21 to 7 let's head out to Austin's Ari e. McKee Stadium and join Adrian Brunis for an update on Chapin and Caprock Adrian it's the
3: start of the fourth quarter here in Chapin leads Caprock 21 to fourteen. The Longhorns have have been uh, benefited by their tailback game in Carrasco. 34 carries, over 200 yards. I've got him at 203 right now with two rushing touchdowns. Now, the first rushing touchdown he had was from two yards out, but the second one, he's carrying three different Chapin guys in from 13 yards out, and that started things off here in the third quarter. Uh, Chapin booted it back to Caprock. And uh, the Longhorns had a 54-yard bomb for Layton Brown out to Jadis Ortega. And that—that uh, that is now where we're at right here. So, again, start of the fourth quarter right here, sweeping so on top of Caprock,
2: 21-14. All right, another tight one there. There we go. And, Bo, actually, this note uh, from Adrian Broaddus uh, sent it to me. Uh, Summit and Hazel. They're next up for the winner of this Chapin contest. Summit at halftime. Mansfield Summit, twenty-eight to fourteen. They lead Azel, seven and three versus eight and two. Nice. And as I said, the winner of that contest winner of this uh, uh, Chapin Caprock contest. They're going to hook up in a round of 32 battle a week from now. Well, we're going to see if it's the Chapin Huskies. We got tight ball games from the sack at
6: Austin's Ari e. McKee Stadium, at Delvi, at Mustang Stadium, and at Lohenberg Stadium. All over town, and we got a call-in. Looks like we got another update right here on Football Friday Night as, remember, our games are all over town are just exciting. We'll see if the Franklin Cougars and our Cisco Movers game of the week can get back in. It's 35-21 Permian over Franklin. And now let's head back out to Jaime Chavez at Conquest Stadium and get an update from Delvay and Amarillo. It was 17-7 Amarillo at the half. Coach, what do you got for us?
4: Ten thirty-one left in the third quarter. It is now Amarillo 24 and Delvay 7. Amarillo linebacker Jacob Greeson... A 17-yard interception return for a touchdown, and the extra point is good. They'll buy it deep in their own territory on a third and long. Jesse Porras uh, under pressure from that uh, Amarillo defensive line. He's setting up for a screen pass, and he lobs the ball over, and he never saw Greeson coming. Greeson took it untouched for the 17-yard interception return for a touchdown for the Amarillo Sandies, and they're leading 24-7 with 10.08 left in the third quarter. And the other scores for Amarillo, Tyrese Molden, a 63-yard touchdown run. Backup quarterback Mason Graham, a 7-yard touchdown run. And Luke Kamenik, a 25-yard field goal. The only score for Del Valle tonight, Jesse Ramos, the quarterback, a 1-yard touchdown run. Ramos is 10 of 15 for 88 yards passing. He's got one interception, and he's been sacked twice, and they're really putting the pressure on the Del Valle Quarterback. So we've got 9.48 left in the third quarter at Conquest Stadium. It's all Amarillo. Amarillo 24 and then Vias 7.
6: All right, Coach, thank you so much. We got exciting games all over town. Let's head out to Adrian Bratis at Austin's Ari Stadium e. Stadium. Get an update on Chapin and Caprock. Adrian.
3: left here in the game, and it's a tie ball game. Caprock ties it up 21-21 with Chapin. And it was uh, right after I hung up with you guys, Damon Carrasco had his third rushing touchdown of the night, this time from 19 yards out. He's got 35 carries, 222 rushing yards tonight, and he's leading the Longhorns in a big way in this one. Momentum has completely shifted out here at R.A. McKee Stadium, and the Chapin Huskies have now fallen
0: with uh with uh Cap Rock, uh scoring fourteen unanswered here in the second half. Eleven fifty three left here in the game. Caprock twenty one, tapin' twenty one.
2: And momentum yet to shift out at Abilene that game headed to the fourth quarter. Eastwood still up on Abilene, twenty three to thirteen. Wow, what a game there. All right,
6: let's head back out to our Cisco Movers game of the week. It was 35 21, Permian over Franklin. Let's see if there's a change and join Alex Nicholas with an update. Alex.
3: Just went to halftime, gentlemen, and Permian leads Franklin 35 28, but there was some hot action towards the end of that half. So Permian would get the stop on defense. They would take over about 30 seconds left inside their own 30-yard line. On the first down play, Rodney Hall would try to throw a bomb in the middle of the field. Hector Facio would have his fourth interception of the season. He would return it about 19 yards. Very next play, Cameron Bird would go up top and he'd find a wide open Dominique Ariano in the back of the end zone for the score with 10 seconds left until halftime. Mm. And that is where we're at right now. I do have some halftime stats. Can't give you guys a halftime report while I'm at it. First half dominated by really the offensive line of the Permian Panthers, 362 total yards for the Mojo. That's 10.3 yards per play. Rodney Hall, 509, passing 146 yards, two passing touchdowns and that interception. Hall also 112 yards and a touchdown. Jaquan Richardson, two catches, 105 yards and a pair of scores, and he also has two rushing touchdowns. For Franklin, Cameron Bird it took him a while to get going, but now he's starting to get into a rhythm. He's 9 of 20, passing 162 yards, but uh, Permian's really taking away the run, day, run game. Both Sparks, just one catch. That came on uh, one of Franklin's final drives. One catch for two yards. They have 200 total yards of offense, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven first downs for the Franklin Cougars in the first half. It's been back and forth, but the big key here, Franklin does get the ball to start the second half after a wild first half. I saw both teams go up and down, but really that big, the big momentum changing play was that recovering of an onside to really get that momentum going and then be able to score off of that, and that's where we are at now. Halftime here in the 6A Region 1 Division 1 by District Brown. It's Permian leading Franklin 35-28 to 28 at halftime.
2: And you got to love the way you just went into halftime if you're Darren Walker. Absolutely. Down a couple of scores, don't even have the football. All of a sudden, interception, bing, bang, boom, couple of seconds left. Dominic Adiano, the touchdown reception, go into halftime, down one score, and oh, it gets even better. Second half kickoff, coming to those Franklin Cougars. <laughs> Let's see if they can just take this and run with it right past the mojo. You mean roaring past
6: Ah. the mojo? Ah, ha, ha. I know, Alex. I stole that one from you. Thank you so much, Alex. 35-28, 63 combined points in the first half by Permian and Franklin. What a game there. Let's go out to the sack. We got an update from San Angelo Central and Eastlake. Let's join Steve Escajeda. Steve.
3: We've got
4: 11.58
3: here to go in the fourth quarter, and Eastlake has now taken a 14-10 lead over San Angelo Central. Uh, Elijah Oriva scoring on a two-yard run. Uh, last time we spoke, we said that he was struggling. His first 14 carries, he only had 41 yards on the night. Well, since we spoke, he carried the ball six times on that last drive for 35 yards alone, giving him 76 in the ball game. And again, with that running game, that's what uh, Eastlake wants, loves to do. And they were able to power that ball down. Uh, Elijah Oriva scoring from two yards out to give Eastlake the lead. We've just started the fourth quarter, 11.51 to go. Eastlake,
2: now on top of San
3: Angelo Central,
2: 14 to 10. And Steve said it exactly right. Elijah Uribe, big guy. He's nimble for his size, but he's a big guy uh, at, at his base. And he's a battering ram and that's what you need. First six carries not so great, but now now that he's on to 14. Yeah, a little bit better. And when he gets to 24, let's see what's going on then. I saw the Eastwood game and this guy, that was that was this, what was it? seven touchdown game, uh, maybe eight total, I can't even remember, uh, carried the ball 46 times, I think. The Eastwood defense just got to a point where they could not stop him. 3 yards, 4 yards, 6 yards, first down. Rebound first, rebound second, rebound third. And it, when you give this guy the ball and he's able to batter into a defense time after time after time, you, the hope is between him and that big offensive line, they can just wear the other team down. Maybe they're getting to that point and now it puts a little pressure on, uh, on the opposition. They're thinking, hey, if we don't score now, they're going to give it back to that big guy and they're just going to push the ball down the field and take another eight minutes off the clock. And before we know it, we're going to be getting on our bus and going back with an L.
6: Absolutely. We got a final. It's El Dorado and Amarillo Tascosa. It's a final. Tascosa tops El Dorado 53 to 7. Again, that's a final. El Dorado ends the season 4 and 7 overall. Tascosa improves to 9 and 2. We're going to take a break here. Much more as we get into halftime for some of our 7 o'clock kickoffs. And then also, we're getting down to the wire in plenty of games all around town And we're going to take a break, and we'll uh, have much more on Football Friday Night right here. You're listening to 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We got some scores all around the city, uh, but first final from Amarillo Tascosa, Tascosa Tops El Dorado. 53-7.
2: Fifty-three to seven. Paul, you got some score updates? Yeah, more news from Abilene. This not good. A uh, little bit closer. Eastwood still on top, but uh, breathing a little heavier than they were maybe uh, five minutes ago. Twenty-three to nineteen now. Abilene scores a touchdown, misses the extra point. Yeah, I assume they kicked it. That's a big miss because wow. now you got to score a touchdown instead of kicking a field goal to possibly tie. Five minutes left in the contest. Eastwood Troopers with the football. Three first downs might take care of this thing, but that's going to be a tough three first downs. Twenty-three to nineteen, Eastwood leads Abilene late in the fourth quarter,
6: still holding on. And also Midland Legacy leading Pebble Hills thirty-six to eight. That at Grande Communication Stadium, up at also at halftime, and down in San Angelo. Clint leading Lakeview 21-0 that in the fourth quarter. Up in the Land of Enchantment, 6A quarterfinals. The Las Cruces Bulldogs leading the Centennial Hawks 28-14 that at the half. And Farmington in the 4-5-A quarterfinals. Farmington, the top seed, scored 30 seconds into the ballgame, haven't scored six. Since Santa Teresa gets six on the board, so at halftime Santa Teresa trails Farmington by one point, seven to six. Let's now head out to Del Valle's Conquest Stadium. Join the coach Jaime Chavez for an update on Del Valle hosting Amarillo.
4: Coach, six forty-three left in the third quarter. It is now Amarillo thirty-one and Del Valle seven. Amarillo running back, Levi Slade, a 95-yard touchdown run. The extra point is good, and that, that's only his third carry of the game. And the other scoring for uh, Amarillo, Tyrese Molden, a 63-yard touchdown run. Mason Graham, a 7-yard touchdown run. And Luke Lamanac, a 25-yard field goal. One score thus far, one TD for the Valle Conquistadores. Jesse Ramos a one-yard touchdown run. He's struggling tonight. He's 12 of 20, 110 yards passing, one interception, and uh, he's been sacked twice. And uh, he's also leads Del Valle in rushing 54 yards and 10 carries. Right now we have a uh, an official's timeout, another Del Valle player injured. So uh, we've got 643 left in the third quarter in El Paso's Lower Valley at Conquest Stadium. Amarillo 31, Del Valle 7.
6: All right, Coach, thank you so much. That game early on just tied at seven in the second quarter, but this one just getting away from the Conquistadors. Now 31 to seven, Amarillo over Divide. Let's head out to Lowenburg Stadium, get an update on Jefferson at Canitillo with Jeremy Caronco. Jeremy.
5: We've reached halftime at Lowenburg Stadium and it is now Canitillo. 27 and Jefferson seven right before the half ended. It was LJ Martin with a 10 yard rushing touchdown. His second of the night, 179 yards and 14 carries leading the Canyon Teal Eagles with a total of 217 yards as a team on 22 plays to Jefferson, 94 yards on 31 plays and Nathan Alcala, seven out of 15, 62 yards with a touchdown and interception, a 27 yard score to Jose Rodriguez. But the bigger story is the Kenny Teo defense. That's interception and two forced fourth down turnovers on down. So halftime winner faces Canyon Randall in the area round next week. And it's Canyon teal with a good start. 27-7 to over Jeff.
6: All right, Jeremy, thank you so much. 27-7, to Kenny Teal over Jefferson. Hey, we got a tie ball game. 21-all. At Austin High School, Chapin hosting Amarillo Caprock. Let's head out to Adrian Bratis for an update on Chapin and Amarillo Caprock. Adrian.
3: Eight minutes to go in this game, Caprock has just taken the lead 28-21 over Chapin. It was an interception by Mason Stanford. It was Ignatian Escamilla who picked off uh, Mason Standifer on the following drive after the first touchdown by Damon Carrasco. And, of course, it was Carrasco who had a third rush all the way to the Chapin 5-yard line. He runs it in from 5 yards but fumbles. Luckily for Caprock, Keith Johnson falls on it and scores for the Longhorns. So now Damon Carrasco, I've got him at 40 carries, two hundred. 73 rushing yards, three touchdowns. Should have been four with that rushing touchdown right there. But uh, nonetheless, Caprock has scored 21 unanswered here in the second half. Out. 7.54 left in this game. It's uh,
6: Caprock on top of Chapin, 28-21. Oh, tough. I don't know if it's going to change much of Chapin's season and what Ryan Warner has done in just a second year. But when you lead 21-7 at halftime, this is this has got to sting a bit right now in the fourth quarter. Eight minutes to go. Still a lot of time there. Eight minutes to go, but 21
2: unanswered points for Caprock. And this is one of those we just go, ouch. A lot of game left, though, and Chapin's been in shootouts before. You know, we, we always go back to that Horizon game where they're trading touchdowns. These guys got to find a way to get that passing game hot again. It's not going to be the running game. Uh, Jacob Williamson was the only semblance of a rush game they had. I know he didn't play last week, so I wonder if maybe he reaggravated that that uh, ankle
6: all right, let's head out to Burgess Mustang Stadium. Get an update on Horizon to Burgess. At last check, it was twenty-one to six. Horizon over the Mustangs. Let's go out to Brandon Cone and Iceman. What do you got for us?
3: One twenty-three left opening half, and it's now Horizon twenty-eight to fourteen over Burgess at the one thirty-nine mark. of a second, Burgess quarterback Rutledge throws a thirty-yard touchdown to his wideout Ray Compos. Two-point conversion is good to wideout Sean. Street making the score Horizon 21 14. But then Horizon ends up saying they're not so fast as Scorpions. Garcia takes the ensuing kickoff, 85 yards to the house with a touchdown. To put the scorpions up twenty-eight to fourteen with one twenty to go here in the opening half. So back-to-back scores. Burgess gets a little closer, but then Horizon with a not-so-fast and Garcia on the eighty-five yards and sweet kickoff for the score. One fifteen left, opening half, and we have the score: Horizon twenty-eight to fourteen over Burgess.
6: All right, Brandon, thank you so much. 28-14, to 14, Horizon just keeps scoring here in the first half. Look at those Scorpions go. We got an update from Grande Communications Stadium. Legacy has now increased their lead. They now lead Pebble Hills
2: 43-8, to 8, that with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And for Ernie Garcia, I believe that's his third kickoff return for a score this season. I know he has a punt return for a touchdown. And maybe ironically, we just heard Ray Campos' name. He's playing against the Burgess Mustangs team that has three kickoff returns for scores from compost so burgess i guess getting a little of their own medicine wow what a gut punch that is close back within a score half's almost over all of a sudden kickoff return going the other way you're down 28 14 again and burgess a team not great at throwing the football we've chronicled Tavars jones is their weapon you know maybe they try to advance it through the air could make a big mistake here let's see how the final minute and a half goes at mustang stadium Hey, just about three
6: minutes to go down at Lakeview, uh, where this game is being played against Clint. Actually, uh, Clint leading San Angelo Lakeview. 27-0 27-0 just about three and a half minutes to go in this game. So Clint playing really well right now, looking uh, to win their third straight by district title.
2: And Bo Pebble Hill's not going to get a win tonight, but uh, still fighting the good fight. Uh, just scored a touchdown 15-yard touchdown run as they close within 43-15 to I guess it is now of uh, Midland Legacy. Legacy's going to win that one in advance. Pebble Hills is going to be done for the season, but as I said they're still fighting, and it, the Lesson learned, man. There's a bunch of kids on this team, skilled guys, a bunch of sophomores. They're going to see these guys again, but uh, the Pebble Hills kids are going to be a little older, juniors and seniors over the next couple of seasons. There's some special stuff ahead for these guys. And remember, at halftime in our
6: Cisco Movers, game of the night, game of the week, maybe game of the year, Permian leading Franklin
2: 35-28 at halftime. And uh, one team that's not leading anymore, 244 left to play in the contest, and Abilene Ooh. sticks their nose out in front of uh, Eastwood. You remember the missed extra point? point, to 25-23 now. That's only a six-point uh, edge, so I don't know if they missed the extra. They couldn't miss the extra point again, and there's no way they would have gone for two. 25-23 at the moment, maybe with an extra point pending. 2.44 left, giving the ball back to that Eastwood offense that's maybe been trying to run out the clock. Now they get back to what they do, which is that air-raid offense. And let's see how quickly they can get down the field and either kick a field goal to get into OT or maybe win this thing with a TD. Absolutely.
6: We'll monitor this one very closely. Eastwood and Abilene. And San Angelo Central and Eastlake, a tight ball game over at the sack. Let's go join Steve Escajeda for an update on the Falcons in the Bobcats, Steve.
3: We've got 3.40 left to go in the ballgame, and the San Angelo Central Bobcats have taken a 17-14 lead over Eastlake, methodically moving the ball down the field uh, with uh, Sam Navarita and Darius Ford on the ground. That drive ended with a quarterback, Tyler Hill, five-yard run, uh, again making it 17-14, 3.40 to go in this one they just kicked off, and uh, that went into the end zone, so Eastlake will take over at their own 25-yard line. First and 10, again, 3.40 left to play. If they get close, we will certainly be calling you back. It, it is now 3.40 left to go in the ballgame. San Angelo Central 17, Eastlake 14.
6: Absolutely, Steve. We hope we hear from you in just a couple minutes. Right. Hopefully, those Eastlake Falcons get back into the game. 17-14, trailing by three. Let's head out to Conquest Stadium. Divine Amarillo. This one really rolling away from the Divine Conquistadors against the Sandys. Let's join Coach Jaime Chavez with an update, Coach.
4: Five thirteen left in the third quarter. It is now Amarillo 38, and then via seven, Tyrese Molden, his second rushing touchdown of the night. An eight-yard touchdown run, this one on a jet sweep, and the extra point is good. Tyrese Molden, he's got three carries tonight, 75 yards rushing, and also with a 63-yard touchdown run. Also for Amarillo, backup quarterback Mason Graham, a seven-yard touchdown run. Luke Laminak has a 25-yard field goal. And Levi Sladen for the Amarillo's, Sandys, a 95-yard touchdown run, and then we've got Moldens. uh, He just scored on on eight yards on that uh, jet sweep, the eight-yard touchdown run. Amarillo quarterback, Brock Wade, he's 10 of 14, 150 yards passing. He's got uh, 36 yards rushing on five carries, and uh, his top receiver tonight is Jamison Garcia. Five carries, 75 yards rushing, or 75 yards in, in receptions. And uh, the only score for Del Valle, Jesse Ramos, a uh, one-yard touchdown run. And looks like uh, if if Amarillo can hang on, uh, they'll play either Colleyville Heritage or Abilene Cooper in uh, the District uh, 5A area playoff next week. So we've still got lots of time. We've got 428 left of the third quarter at Del Valle's Conquest Stadium. It's all Amarillo-Sandies, Amarillo 38, Del Valle 7.
6: All right, coach. Thank you so much. Appreciate that update, boy. Thirty-eight unanswered points for the Amarillo Sandies at Conquest Stadium, leading thirty-eight to seven. We're going to take a quick break. Some of the games going to halftime. Some of the games funneling up. We'll get finalizing up. We're going to have an update on Eastwood and Abilene. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.
1: You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon.
6: Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. An exciting
2: update from Abilene. Paul, take it away on Eastwood and Abilene. Well, you heard Eastwood was behind Abilene, and I say was because... You're not anymore. <laughs> right. A minute and 14 seconds later, the Eastwood Troopers back in the end zone at a two-point conver- conversion. They now lead Abilene 31-25. The bad news, you scored too fast. Uh-oh. 126 still on the clock. They had the ball to the two-yard line, Bo Bagley. I'm going to gripe Ooh. from 500 miles away or however far it is. Isn't there something? running you're down two. You're on the two. I assume it's first down run to some plays, stay on the field to play, take the time off the clock, and kick. the, The only problem, it's high school. And high schoolers miss even short conversions. But, man, kill the clock, kick the field goal, win the game. Don't give them the ball back with any time. (laughs) on the good side eastwood down the field 31 26 in the clutch let's see if their defense can do the same 125 left now abilene must score a touchdown to win this game and even more importantly from what we're looking at the extra point which has been eluding them at least on their last uh, several touchdowns i'm not sure what the problem is there hey we got an exciting game at the sack a three-point game bobcats over the falcons with three and a half to go uh, and wait, Paul, you got another update. Yeah, a little, little okay. interruption uh, for the moment. I mean, unless there's a flag on the play. Interception Eastwood is the text I get. Oh, 1 20 left on the clock. If that stands, it is Abilene and I assume Abilene officials. But apparently the text that says, "woo" right after it. Verifies then, that the Eastwood Troopers have the ball. And, uh, you know, assuming Abilene doesn't have all three of their timeouts, yeah, maybe the game in hand, the Eastwood Troopers look like they might be advancing. Should around to 32. Abilene. And Boswell. Wow. Eastwood
6: with an interception. We'll keep you updated on that one. Another exciting game at the stack, a three-point game. Let's head out to Steve Escajeda with an update on Eastlake and Central. Steve. Thanks a lot, guys. You've got a minute
3: 50 to go in the ball game, and Eastlake has retaken the lead. They're up 21-17 on Central. Uh, right now, Central has the ball. Second down and 10 at their own 42-yard line. Uh, we talked about Elijah Uribe. Well, I'll tell you what, on that last drive, he broke free for a 61-yard run. He didn't score. He was at the 10-yard line. But a couple of plays later, Uribe ran in from five yards out to give the uh, East Falcons the 21-17 lead. Right now, again, uh, Central holds the ball on their own 42-yard line, second down and 10. They're out of timeouts in this one, so uh, they've got to hurry up here. We're down to 150 again, like I say, to go in the ballgame. Quarterback Tyler Hill into the shotgun from San Angelo. Back to pass. He's going to go ahead and keep it, running up the middle. He's up at the 40-yard line, the 45, where he's going to be down at about the 48-yard line. Assuming a pickup of what... Well, maybe six yards. Uh, they're going to mark him at the 48, their own 48. That's going to make it third down and about four yards to go. He's got to get to the 48 uh, yard line of uh, Eastlake. Third down and four. Tyler now with the ball again. Looking, throwing. and oh, ball's going to be caught. going to be caught by English down to the Eastlake 40 yard line. That's going to be a first down. That's going to set him up first and 10 at the 40. And the clock is ticking. One fifteen, one fourteen to go into the ballgame. Still a lot of like time said, left. Central, lots of time in this one. Twenty one seventeen East Lake Hill in the shotgun. Got it. Looking to his right, he's uh, looking, at his and it's own ball. It's hit up in the air, almost intercepted, but the ball's harmlessly to the ground. Uh, that ball was tipped by one of the linebackers, uh, but they weren't able to get it. That's going to make it second down and ten from the Eastlake 41-yard line. Down just under a minute now, 59 seconds to go on this one. Eastlake, again, just taking a 21-17 lead. Oh, we talked about Oribe, uh, and he's running. Well, he's up to about uh, 146 yards on the night. Here we go. Yo, back to pass for Eastlake. I mean, for uh, going down long in the end zone, it's going to be a little bit too far for Central uh, that's gonna be incomplete. That's gonna make it third down and ten yards to go. Again from the uh, 41-yard line of Eastlake, 52 seconds to go on the ball game. And what a game it's been. Uh, where we have this little uh, breakage here. Oliva just really come on in the second half. 146 yards rushing, 137 yards receiving. So again, he's uh, it took him a while, but again he's. He's had one of those nights. And uh, here we go, third down and ten for central, quarterback, Tyler Hill in the shotgun. He's got it right at midfield, looking to his right side. Throwing that ball is going to be, is it going to be caught right at the uh, sideline? And they're going to see, it's going to be complete. Yeah, but he's going to be out of bounds. It's the to the the 28-yard line. That's going to be a first down. That was caught. Uh, by Jacob English, again, they're great receiver. That's going to set them up first and 10 at the 28-yard line, 46 seconds to go in the ball game. Again, Tyler Hill in the shotgun. He's got the ball, looking, looking, throwing to the end zone. He's got a man that's going to be, oh, just knocked out at the last second. He's going for English again in the right corner of the end zone. And that ball was tipped away by a defensive uh, defender. That was Usai Uribe, uh, little brother. He knocked it out of the way at the last second. That's going to make it second and 10, Central, at the 28-yard line of East Lake. We're down to uh, 40 seconds to go in this ballgame. Again, Central is out of timeout. Second and 10, killed with the ball. Again, looking, looking to throw under a heavy rush. He lets it go, and that ball's going to be intercepted. Intercepted at about the 10 line. You trying to got that. That looks like it's going to be uh, number 15, Tristan Fenia. He puts the box with the interception at the five-yard line. That's going to do it pretty much. Yeah. You've got, uh, what, 32 seconds to go in the ball game. And uh, no no timeouts at all for San Angelo Central. And uh, East Coast is going to hold on to win this ball game. Uh, they're going to take over at their own five-yard line. Up 32 seconds to go, and uh, boy, I want to take a breath because okay. it's been an exciting last
6: minute of the ball game. Absolutely fantastic job, Steve. Stay on the line, take a breath. We got some exciting action out at Austin's Army Key Stadium. Let's go to Adrian Broaddus for an update on Amarillo Caprock and Chapin. Adrian. Adrian, are you there? We hear it's an exciting game between Caprock and Chapin. What do you got for us? We got 58 seconds
3: left here left in the game, and it is a really great one out here. Caprock on top of Chapin, 28-21. We got only got 58 seconds left. Caprock drove it all the way down to the Chapin one yard line. It was their it was their running back, Damon Carrasco, has had a fantastic night. Who fumbled on the one yard line? Chapin recovers. It was a 72-yard pass from Mason Stanford out to who, who better than Anthony Rivera. Now the Huskies are down to the four-yard line of the Caprock Longhorns. Let's see what they can do here. It's second down and goal. Mason Stanford back to pass. He zips it down to uh, his receiver. It is passes incomplete, intended for Timothy Pastran, and there is a flag on the play, likely pass interference. There Again, there's 54 seconds left here in the game. Caprock on top taping in 2821 trying to tie things up. I'll keep it here or send it back to you guys, depending on what you all
6: have. Let's stay with you, Adrian, as it looks like Eastlake is going to wrap it up, kneeling on the ball to defeat San Angelo Central. We'll head back out to Steve Escajeda in just a moment, but Adrian, you got the barn burner for the moment. Let's stick with you at Austin's Ari Mickey Stadium. Let's set the scene. Amarillo Caprock leads 28-21, less than a minute to go. Chapin driving with the ball. Let's send it back to
3: Has it? It's first and goal. Mason Sandifer has it at the one, actually at the two yard line. Caprock two yard line after the pass interference penalty. Mason Sandifer has two running backs in the backfield with him. It looks like Jacob Williamson along with uh, Giovanni Aguilar. He hands the ball off right up the middle, and it's Aguilar with the carry, and he scores! It's a touchdown! Live action right here, Chapin back on top, uh, on the board, excuse me, looking like they might tie things up here with 50 seconds to go in the game. What a what a night right here as Chapin looked like they were about to be out of this one with Caprock all the way down to the one-yard line. Again, running back Damon Carrasco, who has 337 rushing yards on the night, three touchdowns. Fumbles at the one-yard line. The Huskies recover with under three minutes to go. And Mason Standifer had a 72-yard hookup with his wide receiver, Anthony Rivera. that set up this rushing touchdown here by uh, Giovanni Aguilar. A uh, it Just went two yards out here as uh, the extra point attempt is coming up here in just a little bit. Just to run some other stats for you guys. Anthony Rivera on the night. eight catches 177 receiving yards two receiving touchdowns, along with one interception, easily the player of the game on the taping side of things. And of course, Damon Carrasco for Caprock, 44 carries, 337 rushing yards, and three touchdowns. He's been a treat to watch tonight, the junior for Amarillo Caprock. The winner of this one will likely take Mansfield Summit. This one will be taking place out at Grande Communication Stadium next Friday. And again, we've got just 50 seconds to go here. The extra point attempt uh, will be pending here with us. But, again, Adrian.
2: 28-27. Adrian, before they go to that, you make the call, man. Uh, a one-point game, late in the game. Do you kick the extra point? Do you go for two? And what do you think Ryan Warner's going to do?
3: Mr. Bo Bagley, you called it. It looks like Mason Sandifer is back on the field. The the two-point conversion attempt is coming up. Mason Sandifer has, has uh, two receivers to his left. One split out far right. It looks like Timothy Pastran split out far right. They are going to go for two on this one. However, Amarillo Caprock will take a timeout here. So, the 50 seconds to go, two-point uh, conversion coming up. We'll see what happens here as Mason Sandifer, okay, he, uh, Adrian is heading back with his, uh, with his offense in the huddle.
6: Okay, Adrian, thank you so much. That was Paul with the call. Let's head back out to Steve. Let's see if we had a final from the sack and Steve Escaheda. Sure, Steve, sure, are you right. there? Is it a final?
3: It is the final. Final score. Eastlake comes from behind to defeat San Angelo Central 21-17. Uh, again, Elijah Oriva, a five-yard run with two minutes and 20 seconds to go, to awesome. uh, to lead them to, to victory. And again, Oriva, 146 yards on the ground, 137 uh, catching the football big game for Eastlake. They're going to take okay. on, which I'm, I don't know if you guys already have the Steve, hey, hey, to Steve, hate to interrupt are, you. We're going to head right back
6: else? out to Adrian. We'll get a wrap-up in just a moment, but at least we got the final. 21-17, Eastlake over Central. Let's head back out, Adrian. Let's get Adrian on the line. We got an exciting game as they're going for two right now. 28-27. Let's set the stage. Caprock leading Chapin. Chapin scores a touchdown as uh, they – Called a timeout. Chapin looked like they're going to go for two, and we're going to get Adrian on the line now. So I'm looking at our producer, Angel Munoz. Eh, let's,
2: let's get
0: maybe the <laughs> yeah, thumbs up when he's ready ASAP. to go.
2: And I think it was a fumble recovery on the one-yard line and an Anthony Ooh. Rivera 73-yard hookup. That's what got him in plus territory, a pass interference penalty, inside the five, and you heard the rest.
0: Producer Angel Munoz here. We have Adrian on the line. Let's we go to Adrian. Mike. Let's do it. Guys, I wish
3: I had it for you live, but 50 seconds left. The Chapin Huskies convert. They're up 29-28 against Amarillo Caprock. It was a two-point conversion. Successful pass from Mason Stanford to Jacob Williamson on the right side. And Chapin has just taken the lead. They're up by one point with 50 seconds to
0: go. They'll boot it back out to Amarillo Caprock here. So we'll see what happens as they get ready for the kickoff awesome wow what it what a call and paul you called it
6: going for two you're at home so to speak at austin's at austin high school
2: you're at home go for two and you came with a trick jacob williamson that's your big fullback tie maybe the one back they might have run a play fake off it snuck him out of the backfield i doubt that kid's caught a, a pass the entire season this time the most important pass of their season A two pointers they take the one point lead on the downside 50-something seconds still left. A field goal wins this one for the bad guys. Absolutely. Adrian, stay on the
6: line. We have a final from Abilene. Your Eastwood Troopers shock Abilene, winning 31-27. We'll have much more on that game in just a moment. Let's head back out to Austin's Ari e. Stadium and join Adrian Broaddus as the Chapin Huskies have a one-point lead Fifty seconds to go. Chapin leads Amarillo Caprock. Twenty-nine twenty-eight. Adrian, take it away.
3: Fifty seconds to go here in the fourth. Chapin up by one point, twenty-nine twenty-eight. It's the quarterback Damon Carrasco, the running back. You call him whatever you want. He's the main guy who's going to have to lead this comeback and uh and try to get this win for Amarillo Caprock. Uh under under centers Leighton Brown, the quarterback for the Longhorn. He uh To the right of him is Damon Carrasco. Let's see what they can do here on first down. Damon Carrasco tonight, 44 carries, 336 rushing yards. He had a costly fumble at the one-yard line for the Chapin Huskies. Let's see what happens here on first down. Layton Brown takes the snap. He rolls out to the left. He's being pressured heavily, and that, that pass is going to be deflected, and it's incomplete. Second down coming up here with 44 seconds left. Again, taping on top of Amarillo Caprock. 29-28, one-point game out here late in the fourth of this one. Layton Brown is uh, the quarterback for Caprock. He's a two of three tonight. He's got 63 passing yards. Been primarily used on the ground in the read option game. Brown in the backfield. He's got trips to his right. Three-step drop on second down. He rolls out to his left, being pressured heavily throwing it out to the side, and it is incomplete. Third down, coming up third and ten on the near hash side here for Amarillo Caprock. Let's see what they can do here with 35 seconds left. You know, guys, I'll I'll be honest with you. I know that there is only 35 seconds left, but I'd be still looking at their running back Damon Carrasco, who's been fantastic tonight. Mm. He's broken away with runs as far as 46, 37, 22, uh, 18. He's really been great on the ground, averaging 7.6 yards per carry for Amarillo Caprock. Third down coming up, third and 10 here uh, as we continue. 35 seconds left. Round, three-step drop. He throws it down the field, and it is incomplete. Pass deflected. There by the Chapin Huskies. That'll bring up fourth and 10, and it's do or die time here for Amarillo Caprock as they try to advance to the area round. They definitely were in the driver's spot uh, in this game. They were up 28-21, 28-21, they had the ball all the way down to the Chapin Huskies one-yard line following an interception by Chapin quarterback Mason Standifer. Uh, that Then they fumbled at the one-yard line. Sandifer and the Chapin Huskies marched all the way back um, on the other side of the field, 96 yards, a tap it off with a rushing touchdown by Giovanni Aguilar, and that set up that two-point conversion try. Fourth down coming up, Brown back to pass. He looks deep, and he completes his to his receiver, all the way to midfield. Wow, what a catch there by Eden Ramirez all the way at midfield. Caprock will move the chains on fourth down. First and 10 coming up at the 50. Let's see what happens here. Moving the chains. Clock is stopped. 22 seconds left here in the game. Chapin on top of Amarillo Caprock, 29-28. Caprock going quick. First and 10 at the 50. Brown, back to pass, three-step drop. He rolls out to his right. He's being pressured, and it looks like he might be sacked. He is going to be sacked. Great defensive effort there by the Chapin Huskies. Wow, I, I really liked what I saw there by pass rusher Hayden Purier, and he he came up big there, second down, 10, and they're going to have to spike that one right away, guys. Five seconds left. This is the last play of the game here as uh, Amarillo Caprock tries to get one last play of desperation here to try to to go ahead in this one. Again, 29-28, Chapin Huskies lead in this one. Amarillo-Caprock, they led 28-21. to uh, 21. Remember, Amarillo-Caprock had 21 unanswered points in the second half, a, a really valiant effort by the Longhorns in this game. Well, let's see what they could do here. Last point of the game, five seconds left, third and, and ten. Brown rolling out. He drops back to pass. He's pressured, and it is going to be a game-ending sack for the Chapin Huskies. Wow. Credit right there. That 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 right there. Credit Eduardo Licon, the defensive tackle, Jr., for the big sack at the end of the game. And that's it, guys. The uh, Chapin Huskies will come up victorious 29-28 in the final second. They go and advance to the area
6: round and defeat Amarillo Caprock in this one. Oh, what a call. What a game. What a, a moment by Chapin head coach Ryan Warner going for two and the win and gets it and gets it done. Your Chapin Huskies. Winners over Amarillo Caprock tonight, 29-28. <laughs> What a game Eastlake winners over San Angelo Central 2117. Eastwood topping Abilene. Oh is,
2: is it raining cats and dogs yet? It's what turning it? in a pretty into a pretty good night for the locals. <laughs> Absolutely. And you were talking about Ryan Warder. You were saying, "Perchance, Ryan Warder, maybe our coach of the I year." I think absolutely. After that call, I think so. You cemented, and and by the way, love the two point call as well. Tricked him. You, you got that thing. You've probably been hanging on to it for months. Absolutely. And broke it out at exactly the right time. What
6: a call and what a moment for Chapin. What a moment for Eastlake. What a moment for Eastwood. We're going to have wraps of those games. Also, our 7 o'clock games going down to the wire. An update from our Cisco Movers game of the week. We're going to take a break. Come right back. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.
1: You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday
6: Night in 6A. What a night we have! The Eastwood Troopers topping Abilene 31 27 at Abilene to win the by district title. Easily the biggest upset of the night. And what a way for the Eastwood Troopers to hang on. Uh, they trailed in that game in the fourth quarter, 25-23,
2: but were able to hang on 31-27. And remember, they were up 20-6 at halftime. Eastwood not necessarily comfortable ahead, you know, against uh, an evenly uh, uh, a talented team because of the style of offense they run. They like to throw the ball around. You know, last month they've gotten into running it more. Sam Lopez had a 200-yard game last week in the blowout of America americas but they want to throw bubble screens and flip it's it's hard to run out of clock you know when you're and you don't slow things down they want to get to scrimmage quickly they run a tempo offense and even that time when they were up 14 uh, going into the fourth quarter up a couple of scores i doubt that they slowed things down, waited 30 seconds to take a snap. I think they just kept running tempo and, you know, almost came back to burn them. But, man, they were there in the clutch. Absolutely. Came up big in the clutch elsewhere in 6A. The by district round
6: in Grounded Communications Stadium. Midland Legacy topping Pebble Hills 43-22. That's a final. We haven't heard from Alex Nicholas uh, so much, but he might just have one of the games of the nights as well. Out at our Cisco Movers game of the night, Permian at Franklin. Let's head out to Alex Nicholas for an update.
3: Alex. 2.56 left in the third quarter. Permian 42. Franklin 28. A momentum-changing score right now would be an 8-yard touchdown run by Rodney Hall at the 3.04 mark. That would be his fourth total touchdown of the ballgame, but what sets that up is, is... would maybe be what Franklin fans are talking about on the far sideline. So before uh, Permian took over, it'd be a fourth down and short. Franklin would be at their own 28-yard line. Albeit, Franklin has not had any success running up the middle. where They would try to run a little draw to Jordan Morales up the middle. That would get stuffed. Permian would take over at the Franklin 29-yard line, and then five plays later, Paul would run it in from 11 yards out, so it's a little bit of controversy. Franklin uh, going for it there on that fourth down and short. Of course, I could play uh, uh, armchair quarterback up here, but in my opinion, that would have been a great situation for field position uh, to punt the ball away the there. Instead, you give Permian a short field five plays, 32 yards. And that eleven yard touchdown run by Robbie Hall. Two and a half minutes left and running here in the third quarter. Permian forty two.
1: Franklin twenty
2: eight line. Yeah, yeah, and Bo I'm with Alex on I'm on, I'm with Alex on that one. There's not a big big enough payoff. Okay, fourth and two or whatever. Let's say you run and get that first down. Now it's first down and ten from your own thirty one yard line. Does that mean you're gonna get another first down and another first down? I mean, maybe it happens, but it's a low percentage play, and if you don't pick up the first down, number one, I think it's it's a lack of respect to, to the other side. They got to be, they got to be jumping around, excited right now after getting that kind of stop and then punching it in. But uh, man, it's just too big a risk with not a big, uh, big enough reward on the other end. Absolutely. Now let's head down to the 5A by district round. El Dorado, a, a
6: really tough a tough game draw against Amarillo-Tascosa. El Dorado shut out in the second half, and they fall to Amarillo-Tascosa. 53-7, to El Dorado falls and ends the season at 4-7 and seven overall. Speaking of 5A, let's head out to Brandon Cohn, the Iceman, at Mustang Stadium. Burgess hosting Horizon at halftime. Uh, Let's head out to uh, Brandon for an update. Brandon, take it away.
3: Yeah, we're about to start the second half here, and it's a hell of a game. It's Horizon 28-21 over Burgess. Get this, gentlemen. With one second remaining in the second quarter, Burgess quarterback Rutledge throws the most incredible 10-yard touchdown you're ever going to see in your life to the very back of the end zone. His wideout, Sean Street, reaches up, catches it with his fingertips, and ends up scoring literally almost at the buzzer with one second to go to make the score horizon 28-20 to over Burgess to end what was a great first half here. Now, let me give you some stats as we begin the third quarter horizon. Running back Ernie Garcia, 16 carries, 110 yards, two touchdowns, including the 85-yard kickoff return for the touchdown in the second quarter. Quarterback Jacob Kies, 11 of 13, 97 yards, two TDs, one rush, also has a passing touchdown, six carries for 77 yards. And wideout, Aaron Verano has a touchdown. For Burgess, Andrew Rutledge, 7 of 14 for 62 yards, two touchdowns. Running back, Tavares Jones, nine carries, 62 yards, a touchdown. Wideout, Sean Street, three receptions, 38 yards. He has a touchdown and a two-point conversion. And finally, wideout, Ray Campos has a touchdown. We're getting underway to kickoff as Burgess gets the second half kickoff to begin the third quarter. And it's 28-21 Horizon over Burgess.
2: And Bo, a huge touchdown, that Sean Street uh, 10-yard catch for the Mustangs. Remember, they just got that ball back after giving away a touchdown of their own with about a minute and a half left, which means and again, Burgess, not really a passing team. It's Tavares-Jones and really not much else. So they had to throw the ball down the field, as you heard, Andrew Rutledge, 7 out of 14 in the first half. Uh, The the junior, he was able to get him down the field via the air game, and they were able to punch it in same way uh, up top to street. That's a huge, 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 again, maybe momentum swinger for the Mustangs, who were down 14 points early. All right, thank
6: you, Paul. That's right. Let's stick with uh, 5A. We got action at Lowenberg Stadium. Let's go to Jeremy Caronco at Lowenberg Stadium for an update on Canutio and Jefferson. Jeremy.
5: 307, third in a fast-moving third quarter. It is Canutio 27 and Jefferson 7, and it's a timeout for Canutio. They are at the Jefferson 5-yard line looking at Another score here. The down is second. So it'll be second down and goal from the five-yard line for Canuteo. Uh, LJ Martin, 196 yards and two touchdowns on 19 carries tonight. Devin Granados has two scores on 43 carries. And setting up this goal line opportunity, a 54-yard pass to Kyle Ramirez that set up this play. A timeout is taken by Canuteo. So 3:04 left to go third quarter teams still in their huddle. Let's get you some stats for Jeff. Nathan, I'll
6: call a night out of 20. Jeremy, can we break in real quick? We got an update right now. Thank you for that update. Let's head out to Adrian Broaddus, who's standing by live with the coach of the night and possibly the coach of the year, Chapin Head Coach Ryan Warner, to talk about that big, gutsy call to go for two. Adrian, take it away.
3: Hey, guys. I'm out here at RE McKee Stadium with Chapin Head Coach Ryan Warner, Coach what a, what a night for you guys, going for two, winning the game. What, take me through that process and the, the thought process of going for two at the end. Yeah, you know what? Once we uh, we scored, I took a time out. We wanted to weigh our options as a staff, back and forth with the offense coordinator, um, talked to the kids, weighed the options, told them, you know, we could uh, we score here, we could kick the extra point, we could tie it, or we can go for the win. And when you look at your team and they look back at you and they said, Coach, let's go for two, got to put the faith in the guys that you have in there, and that's exactly what we did. Uh, Damon Caronco, he, fought, he fumbles uh, there for Caprock. You guys get the ball back on offense. You have that 72-yard pass from Mason Stanford to Anthony Rivera. How huge was your wide receiver and quarterback connection tonight? And every night, those two, they, they have a great connection. They know where each other's going to be. They have that trust that they developed over the offseason. Um, you know, even since last year when Anthony got his start, moving from quarterback to receiver, um, and then just continuing to develop that over the offseason. So, you know, you have both of them on either side. Um, he really has trust in both of them. How huge is this win for your program? I, I think it's, it's it's big. It's huge. It's special. Um, moving in the right direction. You know, really trying to get the kids to buy in and believe and understand that you know things. Good things can happen. You just have to work for them. You have to roll your sleeves up. And you got to get to work, Coach. Thank you so much. Thank you.
6: Adrian Broadus with Chapin head coach Ryan Warner. Chapin wins it on a last second two-point conversion. Well, I should say last minute two-point conversion. 29-28 over Amarillo Caprock. His old coaches uh, at Chapin are now at Franklin. Darren Walker needs some of that mojo right now against the mojo of Permian. But what a win for the Chapin Huskies in Ryan Warner's second season at the helm of his uh, alma mater. So an exciting win for the Chapin Huskies. 29-28 over Amarillo Caprock.
2: And how about a team that, you know, had a comfortable lead for a good chunk of the night and then you got to watch the other guys reel you in and go by you. I think it was 21 straight that Caprock's, Caprock scored to take that lead. And then you're able to, you know, uh, reorganize yourself, get back into the contest. <laughs> 70 That fumble recovery, holy smokes, was amazing. That was game over until the recovery. 72 yards, the Rivera catch. And as they say, the rest is history. Absolutely. Got it. All right. Hey, it's uh, Steve Escajeda, I think, standing
6: by from another exciting game. No. Who do we got on the line? Jeremy Caronco. Let's go back to Jeremy out at Lowenberg Stadium, get an update on Ken Teo and Jefferson. Jeremy. one
5: fifty-four, third third quarter. And Kenny does find the end zone on that second and goal. Now a 34-7 to lead for Ken Etio over Jeff. And punching it in was Devin Granados from three yards out. Feels like the knockout punch. Still a lot of time left, but a three-yard rushing touchdown, his third of the night, and Kenny, Kenny Teo is uh, pretty much in cruise mode right now. Their defense has shut down Jefferson so far in the second half. Again, uh, winner faces Canyon Randall next week, and Scott Brooks does tell me he thinks that it'll be Friday night, um, either in Andrews where they last faced Canyon Randall in 2019 or it could be a love it. So we'll get those details meshed out if we if we can tonight. So 143, third quarter. It's Kenny Teal cruising over Jeff thirty-four to seven.
2: Last night over uh Wyatt and uh, as you heard, Kenny T, uh, Randall, Canyon Randall and Kenny uh, Teal looking for a showdown probably Friday and probably in Andrews, according to Jeremy Cronko. There we go. So
6: 34-7, to Canateo leading Jefferson in the third quarter. Eagles running away with this one. Speaking of some close games, we got close games all over the, the borderland and an exciting one at the sack. We'll head out to Steve Escajeda for a wrap-up of East Lake's win over San Angelo Central 21-17. And then uh, we got some action at Delvai. We haven't heard from the coach, Jaime Chavez. So we're going to go out to Delvai and just a moment let's take a break take a quick break and we're going to head out to all these coaches and all these players all these reporters what an exciting football playoff night you're listening to football friday night right here on 600 espn el paso
1: you're listening to football friday night on 600 espn el paso let's go back to bo bagley and paul mckinnon
6: Welcome back to Football Friday Night, the playoff edition right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We got another tie ball game in the Sun City. Let's head out to Burgess Mustang Stadium and join Brandy Cohn for an update on Burgess hosting Horizon. Brandon. Who
4: scored?
3: Garcia. We have seven fourteen remaining here in the third quarter, and it is 34-28 now, Horizon over Burgess. Just as I was speaking, it was, court, it was Garcia... Ernie Garcia, the running back for Horizon, scoring on a 30-yard touchdown run to give the lead back to Horizon. This game is a seesaw battle going back and forth, back and forth. At the 742 mark of the third, Burgess quarterback Rutledge ends up throwing a 13-yard touchdown to his running back, Tavares Jones. That's Jones' mm-hmm. second touchdown of the evening to temporarily tie it. But then all of a sudden, Horizon marches right back. For the 35-28 lead, as I just noted, Ernie Garcia, as we were coming on, 30-yard touchdown run. 7:14 remaining in this epic by-district playoff game to go in the third quarter. And we have Horizon 35-28 over Burgess.
6: Awesome, Brandon. What an exciting night. You got an epic game. I got to say, it's an epic by district playoff night all around the borderland. And We got a barn burner even up in the Las Cruces right now. So 35-21, the last check, Las Cruces over Centennial. But just a six-point game between Horizon and Burgess. What
2: a night. All right, uh, yeah. What's what do you got, Paul? <laughs> I was I was just going to say to me, this looks like a, a rising and forth kind of stuff. And I always worry about the team that's uh, that's scoring the match. It seems like it never works out well for them. But, but Burgess has come from a long way back, down a couple of uh, fourteen points, and wow. But it seems like if this is the second time, uh, you know, they scored to get close, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, a kickoff return uh, for a score. For, and, and now the same thing, you know, another touchdown and, and 30 yards, you know, you're, you're behind again. There you go. Yikes. Let's head out to our Cisco Movers game of the week.
6: The Permian Panthers at the Franklin Cougars. Last check, it was 42-28. Permian over Franklin in the third quarter. Let's join Alex Nicholas for an update. Alex. nine thirty nine left in our ball game. Permian leading Franklin
3: 49-28. to It would be a both-sparked minus-three-yard punt after Franklin's the last possession that would set Permian up at the 28 yard line. It would take the Cougars or the Panthers, excuse me, six plays and it would be Casey Clayton with a, or Casey Clayton, excuse me, with a one yard touchdown run at the 11-21 mark of the uh, fourth quarter. And right now, Cameron Bird just threw an interception, a desperation interception. So this one almost in the books here for Permian. 9.31 left in the fourth quarter. Mojo, 49. Franklin Cougars, 28.
6: All right, Alex, thank you very much. Yeah, this one getting away from uh, the Franklin Cougars as they got within seven at halftime, 35-28, but being shut out in the second half so far. Alex, thank you very much. Let's head out to the coach, Jaime Chavez, out at Conquest Stadium, Dovai, hosting Amarillo. Amarillo with 38 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Let's see how this one is wrapping up. Coach.
4: 6:27 left in the fourth quarter, and it is now Amarillo 45 and Denvaya, via 14. Amarillo backup quarterback Mason Graham scores on a one-yard touchdown run. He also had an eight-yard touchdown run in the first half, and then then gets back on the um, to get back on the scoreboard uh, after that long scoring drought. Sean Ramos, a four-yard touchdown run, and there was a 25-minute delay in the third quarter. After Del Valle quarterback Sean Ramos, the starting quarterback, was injured after a three-yard keeper, a 25-minute delay, and uh, an ambulance was called in, and uh, Jesse Ramos, the starting quarterback for Del Valle, was taken away, and he was 13 of 22 uh, and 122 yards passing. He had a one-yard touchdown run and one interception, and the new quarterback for Del Valle is Diego Carrera. So we've got 6 one left in the fourth quarter at Conquest Stadium. It's all Amarillo. Amarillo, 45, and Del Valle, 14.
6: All right, Coach, thank you very much. Uh, prayers go out to the young man uh, injured tonight, but uh, this one all Amarillo, 45-14 in the middle of the fourth quarter. Uh, what a game at the sack, 21-17, Eastlake over San Angelo Central. Steve Escajeda on the call. Uh, Steve, we apologize. We got barn burners all over town, but you had the original tonight. What a game it was at the take it. Take it away.
3: Yeah, sure was, guys. Back and forth there at the end, and uh, Eastlake uh, holding on for a twenty-one seventeen win over San Angelo Central. San Angelo scored with three forty left to go in the ball game to take a seventeen fourteen uh, 17-14 lead. Things looked a little bleak, but then again, uh, Elijah Orive uh, broke out for a sixty-one yard run to set them, set them up at the ten yard line, and then he went on to score from five yards out with two twenty to go in the ball game to steal that 20 to 17 victory i'll give you some quick stats before we go here first of all for san angelo central the season comes to a close they finished four and seven on the year they were lit on the ground by seven now it 19 carries 69 yards their quarterback tyler hill 16 out of 24 passing 192 yards he had a touchdown and a pick and a uh, great receiver jacob english seven catches 125
4: yards and a touchdown
3: for the uh, Victorious Falcons, uh, East Tech with it on the ground. It took him a while, but Elijah Orive finished the game, 24 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Quarterback Sebastian Rendon, 15 out of 21, 226 yards, one touchdown, and one pick. And uh, that guy again, Oribe, uh, seven catches for another 137 yards. And Adrian Lopez uh, chipped in five catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. So Eastlake uh, moves to ten and one on the season. Um, again, I don't know if you guys know who won the Weatherford or Byron Nelson game, but they will play the winner of that game next Friday in Friendship. And uh, again, we'll see if Eastlake can keep the ball rolling. They are ten and one on the season. And uh, what a game! it's all over here at the sack. Final score: Eastlake, come from behind, win over San Angelo Central, twenty-one
2: to seventeen.
6: Steve thank you so much stay on the line just a moment I have a question for you but Paul has an update on the playoff information
2: yeah so glad you asked Steve Esque ahead I had read my mind uh, Byron Nelson in a battle of seven and three teams beats Weatherford 35 to 14 and as you called it Eastlake and Byron Nelson they're gonna meet up in in the round of 32 at a site and time to be determined hopefully uh, you'll get a little info on that before you shut it down for the night and Steve since yeah, we look- still oh sorry go ahead Steve. No, I you going to say,
3: we, we spoke to several coaches uh, all night long, and again, they said it would either be 6 or 7 o'clock. They had not uh, uh, hammered that down quite yet. All they knew was that it would be on Friday for sure in friendship, but they had not nailed down the time quite yet.
6: All right, Steve, as we uh, wrap things up, uh, we thank you so much for all of your help all season and what a game tonight. But before you go, I'm going to put you on the spot for a moment. What was your most memorable play of the season or your most memorable moment this high school football season?
3: Oh, my goodness, really? Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, maybe missing the last two weeks because of a back injury. I don't know. Yeah, stole my line. No, that was right, but it could be it. But uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, this game tonight, uh, Eastwood, Eastlake came into the ball game a favorite. They were favorite. You figure they win by seven ten points, and they struggled all night long. And for a while there, in the last couple of minutes of the ball game, it looked it looked like they were going to fall short. But again, Oriva coming to light at the end of the ball game just enough to eat their way through with a big win tonight. And again, Eastlake moves on.
6: All right, Steve, thank you so much. A great job all season long. Glad we got you back tonight, got you back healthy, and what a game it was tonight. Eastlake 21, San Angelo Central 17, Eastlake moving on versus Byron Nelson in the area round of the playoffs Friday
2: in Friendship. And, Bo, I think uh, Brandon Cohn is pretty close by, and he'd love to tell you his favorite moment. I think it just <laughs> happened recently out at Burgess Mustang Stadium. Likewise.
6: Let's head out to Brandon Cohn for an update on Burgess and Horizon. Brandon. Yeah,
3: this is an amazing game. 4.56 to go. It's happening right now in the third quarter. and Horizon now has a 41-35 to 35 lead over Burgess. My goodness, where do I begin at the 6.58 mark? here of the third burgess running back to Forrest jones the missouri commit scores on the 75 yard touchdown run his third td of the night two rushing one receiving touchdown jones a great game so far 12 carries 136 yards three touchdowns to make the score burgess 35 to 35 over horizon then just now as we come on again at the 456 mark of the third quarter It was Horizon taking the lead, retaking the lead, as their quarterback, Keha scores on a 39-yard keeper. And uh, currently, they're up 41-35, barring the extra point. It's the battle of Ernie Garcia and Tavares Jones Garcia. 19 carries, 165 yards, three touchdowns. Tavares Jones, 12 carries, 136 yards, three touchdowns. Between the two of them, six touchdowns combined. PAT is up. And it's good. 4.56 left in this third quarter. Horizon 42 to 35 over Burgess. Oy vey.
6: We're going to get back to you in just a little bit. Brandon, what an exciting game there. 42-35, Horizon over Burgess late in the fourth quarter. We'll step back out to you in just a little bit. Let's get a wrap-up from Chapin. A great interview with uh, head coach Ryan Warner at the end of the game, talking about not only what this win means for the program, but what a night it was for him, especially a second-year head coach. Chapin winning 29-28 over Amarillo Caprock. Here's Adrian Broaddus with a wrap-up. Adrian.
3: Thank you, guys, and that is right. I'm in my car. I was heading back to the stadium, but I mean, the station, the stadium, the station. I was uh, ready to get the podcast up, but I'm super happy to uh, to on this one. Chapin
0: topping uh, Amarillo Caprock, Rock, twenty nine twenty
3: eight. Let's go over some of the final stats from this one. Quarterback Mason Vanderfer, has been electric all season long. Uh, he was fourteen of twenty eight today. He was uh, he threw for two hundred twenty nine passing yards had two passing touchdowns along with one rushing touchdown from one yard out. It was Jacob Williamson who led Chapin on the ground tonight. Sixteen carries, just fifty four yards. He struggled in the middle of the game, but got things going late in the game when they really needed it. Um it was Adrian Garcia on the first uh the first touchdown pass to anthony rivera so he stepped in for just one single play it was a fourth and ten uh, pos- uh possession for the chapin huskies and he threw a 24-yard dart out to anthony rivera who is tonight's player of the game by far eight catches 177 receiving yards two receiving touchdowns and also an interception in this game on defense what a night for anthony rivera who is huge, who also eclipsed the 1000 yard uh, receiving mark today. Uh, Timothy Pastran also eclipsed the 1,000 yard receiving mark today as well. He had five catches,
0: 66 receiving
3: yards in this one. On the other side with Amarillo Caprock, Damon Carrasco, he led the way for the Longhorns. He had 44 carries, this whopping 44 carries, 336 uh, 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 rushing yards in this one, along with three rushing touchdowns. And he did have that costly fumble uh the fumble of the snap late in the game um and then uh and just to kind of wrap things up guys it was uh again it was Chapin on top of uh of Amarillo caprock 29 28 next week Chapin will take on Mansfield summit in the area round of the playoffs this one will likely take place out of midland grande communication stadium at either four o'clock or six o'clock there also is an option to have it on Saturday. They will uh, th- That will be pending, I guess, a final a finalization
0: between two teams. But that will be it for me out here as Chapin tops Amarillo Caprock twenty nine, twenty eight. 28th all right, Adrian, thank you so much. Now, I'm going
6: to put you on the spot, just like what I did with Steve. What, before you go, what was your most memorable play of this season or your most memorable moment this high school football season? I I think I already kind of know what your answer is, too. Well,
0: it would be easy if I said the
3: two-point conversion here by Mason Stanford to Jacob Williamson that uh, ended up winning the game for the Chapin Huskies. That's easy for me to say. Uh, I'm going to go a different way. I'll say um, just watching – Canyteer Jr., uh, L.J. Martin, and I, I got a chance to see him twice this year. First, he eclipses the 2,000-yard mark. He gets all the offers from all these big schools this past week, gets a big offer from Texas Tech. The junior tailback has been the best uh, running back in the city, and that's saying something because he's with an elite company. He's got Elijah Riebe in town with these, like, got Tavoris Jones in town with the Burgess Mustangs. But what what L J Martin has done this year for the Canyon C O Eagles, man, I can't wait for next year as a senior tailback for this team and what he's gonna be able to do. I guess that's my favorite moment or moment of the season right
6: there, bro. All right, Adrian, great stuff. Thank you so much. We'll see uh, you at the postgame celebration at Union Draft House on Sunland Park. Uh, what a great job uh, all season long. And uh, thanks for, for hooking us all up here uh, behind the scenes here at the station. Adrian does a great job uh, all week long for 600
2: ESPN El Paso. And talking about looking forward to what L.J. Martin does next season, I mean, that's a great point. And it just made me reflect a a little sadness on the 2020 that we missed of Aaron Dumas, the COVID 2020. And America's got shut down with about a month left in the season. The guy who set the all-time city uh, rushing record, I think it was 3,184 yards. Nobody's ever run for 3,000 yards the next guy who might do it could be L.J. Martin. Absolutely, if they keep winning, maybe it's this year. But next year is a senior for sure. And and in a sense, we were robbed of the brilliance of a University of New Mexico runner, Aaron Dumas. Man, he he could have set records that you know, maybe never matched in this city. The one was consecutive 100-yard games. Yeah. Every game he played in, he ran for 100 yards, 23 straight. I think he was seven off of uh, second place. Billy Sims was was the leader out there. They would have had to win a state championship <laughs> yeah. for him to match that <laughs> yeah. one. But it sure would have been fun watching him try. Absolutely.
6: Absolutely. So, Adrian, great job as Chapin moves on, Eastlake moving on. Let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Permian Panthers and Franklin Cougars get an update from Alex Nicholas. Alex. three
3: forty-seven 47 and running in this ball game, and it's all a formality at this point. All Permian, the Cougars, or excuse me, the Panthers leave the Cougars 56 28. Our last score, Jaquan Richardson. He has eight total touches this evening. He scored on five of them. He would take a 68 yard screen pass from Rodney Hall. That would be, oh, I don't have the time of score here. That would actually be the 6 15 mark. Of the fourth quarter, Franklin with some late turnovers. They had an opportunity here in the second quarter. But field position, Permian has started at the plus 29, the plus 28, and the plus 32 here in the second half. Three and a half minutes left here in Franklin' season, and Permian all over Franklin leading 56 to 28.
6: Wow, Alex, thank you so much. Just three minutes to go in that ballgame. 56-28, Permian over Franklin. A tough game for the Franklin Cougars out there. They made a game of it. Remember, just down at halftime by a touchdown, but second half being shut out so far. We have other final scores from all around in the area in 4A. We have Clint over San Angelo Lakeview, 33-7. That's a final. Also, Fort Stockton tops Mountain View, 47-8. And out in Kermit, Brady tops Anthony 57-14. Let's head out to Brent.
2: Oh, what, what do you got, Paul? I was just going to say you mentioned Clint advances, and they advance to meet Hershey. Eight and now nine and two, Hershey. 42-3, to winners over Pampa. For the third consecutive season, Clint... Lions win their by district matchup. Awesome. Remember, they'd never won one in school history until three seasons ago when they and Mountain View both turned the trick for the first time in those schools' histories, and now it's it's old hat for the Lions. Ah, by district big deal. All
6: right. Hey, let's head out to Brandon Cohn, who should be on the line with an update on Horizon and Burgess. Let's get out uh, to I think Burgess. Ha- I think Jaime Chavez might have uh, jumped. No, Bur- Burgess Mustang Stadium. Oh, we got thanks. an update from Brandon Cohn. Let's go, Brandon.
3: Hey, guess what, folks? We're tied again. 124 to go in the third quarter. 42-42, Horizon and Burgess. Just a couple seconds ago at the 124 mark here, Burgess quarterback Rutledge ends up scoring on the three-yard keeper. The PAT was good, tying this game at about 42-42. We have truly an epic game here we're witnessing In person here at Burgess Mustang Stadium, we have 124 left here in the third quarter for the bi-district championship in an epic battle. It's Burgess 42, Horizon 42.
2: And we should probably stick with Brandon because, you know, Horizon's going to score at about 30 more seconds. Uh, Ernie Garcia on the kick return, you know, is a definite possibility. What yeah. a crazy game. Yeah, Brandon, please stay
6: on the line. Let's. Uh, we're going to come back to you in just a moment uh, for the kickoff here. 42 all. What a game at halftime. It was 28-21, but remember, Horizon led this game by two touchdowns early, and it's really been back and forth all throughout the second half. So, Brandon, if you don't mind, let's stay on the line with you, and let's come back to you tied at 42. I mean, this is the way by district playoff night is gone, so why not we end it this way with another barn burner at
2: Mustang Stadium? Brandon's catching his nice. breath, I think, from that crazy game. Yes. 42 up. Go, Brandon.
3: One fifteen left here, third quarter. It is an amazing game. Artie Garcia with a 30-yard kickoff return. Takes it all the way to the 43-yard line on the horizon side. First and 10 key at as to QB and fakes the handoff, rolling to his right, and gains about seven, eight yards on that. And there's a flag here. We'll see if it's called back because of a holding call. Got all the way to the 45-yard line, and there's a holding call on the scorpion, so that will come back after a nice keeper by Jacob Kiyos. Jacob Kiyos, what a game this kid has had. He's a 12 of 1,504 yards, done so much damage on the ground, though. He's got nine carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns. Unbelievable evening as the penalty will move horizon now. Let's see where they end up spotting this ball after the 10-yard holding call as it is all the way back. We're waiting for them to take a step back to the 26-yard line as the Scorpions now, and of course, it's Kijas, the quarterback for the Horizon Scorpions. What a game this kid has had. This kid, remember, had 100 carries, almost 1,100 yards on the ground, 14 rush TDs coming into this particular game, over 1,500 yards through the air. Kijas now on the right hash in the gun, and he has two receivers to his left, backing up, and throws a long ball, and it is caught and hauled down by his running back Ernie Garcia who gets all the way down to the 45 yard line what a great reception by Garcia he just jumped literally over the defender the shorter Garcia to get the completion and that was a nice completion to get them all the way down to the 45 yard line of Burgess that'll bring up now a first and 10 with 51 seconds to go into third quarter and here Garcia gets the handoff again, Garcia weaving. And he, oh, he laterals it back to Kios. Wow, because he was in trouble. He laterals it back to Kios after he was in trouble. And it's down to the 42, but there's a flag that may have been the legal lateral. That's a very interesting play by Ernie Garcia because he had gained a few yards but had defenders on him. And, then, of course, Coach Rutledge is coming out to argue As there is a flag, we have four officials discussing it right now at approximately the 40-yard line with 39 seconds to go in the third quarter. No flag. No flag. Wow, they're going to pick it up, and I'm a little confused about that particular call here. And, boy, I'll tell you, Coach Rutledge is looking for an explanation from the Zebras as that's going to bring up a second down, second and 10 here. It says with 37 seconds to go, after it looked like an illegal lateral, but I suppose not. And here we go. It's Kijas in the gun, takes the snap, backs up at the left hash, and a nice little pass down to his receiver, who gets down all the way to the 20-yard line. The receiver, Dominic Chaparro, over 550 yards, receiving four touchdowns, getting now with 19 seconds to go, horizon down to the 20-yard line, goes out of bounds. 42-42, and actually he did not step out of bounds because the clock is just ticking down to 12 seconds left, and I think Horizon's content to let this third quarter expire. As we're coming into the fourth quarter, we have an epic game. Let's see if they'll get it off, and they do one more play. And it's a pass that is actually, it's Garcia who ends up getting the ball. And Garcia rumbling all the way down to the one-yard line. Ernie Garcia takes it. It looks like Tijas is going to keep it. It's all the way down to the one-yard line. That'll bring up a first and goal as the third quarter expires. Horizon 42, Burgess 42 after three quarters. And Horizon knocking on the door again to score. We have an epic battle here in Central El Paso for the bi-district title.
6: Awesome, Brandon. Thank you so much. What a game out there. Can't wait for an exciting fourth quarter between Woo! Horizon and Burgess. Hey, we got a final out at Conquest Stadium. Let's head out to the coach, Jaime Chavez, for a wrap-up of Del Valle and Amarillo.
4: It's a final in this District 15A Division One by district matchup. Amarillo 45 and then via 21 Amarillo five rushing touchdowns Tyrese Malden TD runs of 63 and eight yards. Mason Graham touchdown runs of one and eight yards. And also Levi Slayton added a 95 yard touchdown run and linebacker. Jacob Greason had a 17 interception, 17 yard interception return for a touchdown. Luke Laminick added a 25 yard field goal for the Sandys and uh, Tyrese Molden, five carries, 80 yards rushing tonight. Levi Slayton, three carries, 102 yards rushing. Amarillo quarterback Brock Wade, 10 of 14, 150 yards passing. And for Del Valle, three touchdowns all on the ground. Quarterback Jesse Ramos, a a one-yard touchdown run. Sean Ramos, a four-yard touchdown run. And also, uh, Del Valle backup quarterback Diego Carrera. He had a four-yard touchdown run late in the contest Quarterback Jesse Ramos was 13 of 22, 122 yards passing, one interception, no TD passes, and he was injured late in the third quarter and did not return. Sean Ramos led the rushing for Del Valle at nine carries, 70 yards rushing tonight. So Del Valle finishes the season at seven and four. Amarillo, the Sandys, nine and two, and they'll play Colleyville Heritage or Abilene Cooper next week in the area playoffs. The final, once again, from... Denveria's Conquest Stadium, Amarillo, forty-five. Denveria
2: twenty-one. Yeah, and since uh, Jaime brought it up, Colleyville Heritage—they're the team that advances, moved to ten and one on the season. They beat Abilene Cooper forty-nine to twenty-one. All right, so.
6: Coach, if you're still there, uh, thank you for all the hard work you've done all season long, and for all the years here with Football Friday Night. Thank you so much. But before you go, I want to put you on the spot. Uh, what was your most memorable play of the season, or most
2: memorable moment of the season? And he's already hung up the phone. Yeah, because he because he has no memorable moments. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just focus. Uh, Jaime's a guy who's focused on the
6: moment. Well, he did a great job. We'll see him at the Union Draft House home. Uh, on Sunland Park for a post-game get-together. Hey, let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. We have a final between Permian and Franklin. Alex Nicholas with the final wrap-up. Alex.
3: That's how Permian wraps up their 32nd by district title in school history. They're seventh in a row as they defeat Franklin, 52-28 to tonight, uh, led by a valiant effort by both sides of the ball, but mainly their defense was a big culprit in this one. They would sack Cameron Bird six times, Corey McCoy with two interceptions, uh, and that Mojo offense was just rolling. 539 total yards of offense for the Panthers, led by Rodney Hall, 6 of 11 passing, 214 yards through the air, three passing touchdowns. He also ran the ball 11 times, 136 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Jaquan Richardson, three catches, 173 yards, three touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Those those, uh, receiving touchdowns? Forty-seven, fifty-eight, and sixty-eight in this ball game for Franklin. Cameron Bird just could not get in a solid rhythm. Like I mentioned, he was sacked six times uh, by a, a Permian defense who came in to the game with twenty-nine sacks already in the stat sheet. Bird finishes fourteen of thirty-six, two hundred fourteen yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions. Again, both by Corey McCoy, a senior defensive back for Permian. Miles McWhorter, Five catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown in this ballgame. But Franklin, just 282 yards of offense. And McCorder, seven carries, 25 yards, just unable to get off the mat tonight. For Franklin, Permian moves on. They will take on Euless Trinity, which is a 2014 a rematch of the 2014 season where both of these teams met in the regional uh, final round. This will this game will actually be played in Abilene or at Abilene Christian next week. Franklin, another solid season for the Cougars, but it ends at eight and three. Their eight game winning streak is snapped, and the District One 6A champs see their season end tonight here at home. So it's all over from Franklin Cougar Stadium with the Permian Panthers celebrating their seventh straight by-district title. 32nd overall for the storied mojo program as they defeat Franklin 56-28. to
6: Okay, Alex, don't go anywhere. Got a moment, but I know Paul wanted to jump in with uh, some information.
2: Yeah, I was just going to uh, – Alex, absolutely right as usual. Uh, Trinity winners tonight. They beat Keller 45-14, to moved to 10-1. and on the season, and, of course, they'll go head-to-head with Odessa Permian at the time and site, most likely that uh, Alex just suggested. All right, so Permian tops Franklin 56-28.
6: Alex, great job. Great to have you on Football Friday Night this season. Before you go, what was your most memorable play this season or your most memorable moment of this high school football season?
3: I'll give you two. My most memorable moment is coming back to Football Friday Night after a small hiatus, and then my favorite uh, play uh, of the year. Our game would be that earlier game that I had Del Valle, Cano Theo, LJ Martin had like three touchdowns and then the game sealing interception at the end. I think he had three long rushing touchdowns over 60 yards and then he sealed it uh, with an interception at the end. So that was definitely a a, a milestone moment to see uh, one of the best in the city who just actually earned his fourth star, by the way, by Rivals. So seeing a four-star athlete do his thing, that that was uh, LJ Martin. That was uh, my memory of the season.
2: And see, I thought he was going to say, it wasn't a game he called, but I know it's a game he was at because he was texting me updates. (laughs) I was at Burgess Jeff was the uh, Pebble Hills-Eastwood game, where Pebble gets the ball down a touchdown with, you know, uh, maybe a minute-something on the clock. Well, no, actually, uh, time on the clock. But they drive it all the way down to football field, punch it in, and with seconds left on the clock, they did what Ryan Warner did tonight for Chapin. They rolled the dice, they went for two. Guy Ochoa, who got the keeper touchdown, takes it in for the two-point conversion as well. And those young Pebble Hills Spartans upset Eastwood. Uh, By a point, but uh, I guess Eastwood didn't hold on to it too much because, boy... Uh, they really bounced back tonight yeah. with a huge win over Abilene. So Julio Lopez and those Eastwood Troopers, not ones to sulk, obviously.
6: Absolutely. So yeah. So uh, Alex, you get like three memorable moments uh, since Coach uh, Coach hung up. You get to have your three memorable moment moments. So Alex, thank you so much. Uh, great job tonight. Great job to all of our reporters. Looking forward to this. We got an update from Burgess Mustang Stadium. Let's head out to the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, for an update. Now, last check, it was tied at four. 42 at the end of the third quarter. Let's go out to Brandon Cohn for an update. Brandon.
3: Yeah, Notice the key was tied. 10-20 to go in this game, and Horizon has retaken the lead again. 49-42 over Burgess at the 11-19 mark. It's Horizon running back Ernie Do-It-All himself. Garcia scoring on a two-yard TD run. His fourth touchdown of the evening, three rushing touchdowns, one kickoff for a score 85 yards back in the first half. Horizon taking the 49-42 edge. Ernie Garcia, what a game. 22 carries, 171 yards, four touchdowns. We have 10-14 left in this contest, and Horizon is up 49-42 over Burgess.
6: All right, Brandon, thank you so much. What a barn burner there. Of course, we can't end the night with another ex- without another exciting game. So thank you so much. Uh, we're going to take a break here. We're going to wrap up from Canetillo as it look like the Eagles will uh, be victorious over the Jefferson Silver Foxes. We'll have a wrap up from Jeremy Caronco. And you're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso late in the or in the middle of the fourth quarter we got a barn burner at Mustang Stadium Horizon Scorpions leading the Burgess Mustangs 49-42 and we have a final out at Loewenberg Stadium 42-13 the Eagles of Kenattleo victorious over the Jefferson Silver Foxes let's head out to Jeremy Karanco for a final wrap up of Jefferson and Canateo. Jeremy
5: yeah, it's a final here at Lohenberg Stadium. It's Canyon Teo defeating Jefferson 41-13. to Moving on to the area round facing Canyon Randall. just on the sidelines talked with uh, Scott Brooks, guys, and he tells me he's not a happy camper. He felt like his Eagles could have played better tonight. Uh, they did give up a 51-yard interception return. Um, touchdown to Alexis uh, Garcia there to end the game, and Jefferson got it a little bit closer. But he does confirm and tell me that it will be next Friday in Andrews at the Mustang Bowl against Canyon Randall at either 6 or 7 o'clock. That is a confirmation right after uh, the Eagles celebrate on the field. And moving to 10-1, the Eagles uh, with a dominating effort from L.J. Martin. Star all season long for the Eagles, 217 yards on 22 carries and three touchdowns. And Devin Granados also with three touchdowns on 48 yards. The Nathan Alcala's career comes to an end at Jeff. He finishes with 92 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Alexis Garcia-Enriquez gets a 51-yard interception return touchdown. And Jose Rodriguez, the receiver for Alcala, 57-yard touchdown reception. So, uh, the final from Lohenberg Stadium, Kenny Teal moves on. Face Canyon Randall next week. 41-13 to 13 winners in the District round tonight over Jefferson.
6: All right, Jeremy, great job tonight. Thank you so much. Wait, don't hang up just a moment. What was your most memorable play this season or your most memorable moment of this high school football season?
5: Yeah, thanks, though. I appreciate it. Um, well, when I did get some close matchups, it was uh, always uh, <laughs> it was good to see that. Uh, you know, Jefferson, I covered them pretty much the last three seasons. They always had some fight in them. is a the great guy, uh, pretty much in the shadows in District 25A. Um team Tony Martinez, you just think about their history. Uh Jefferson just two playoffs since nineteen ninety seven and Martinez has done a good job. We'll see um how the Silver Foxes do rebound next season. You know the they finished fourth, they aren't able to beat the Burgess, Austin Andrews. We'll see if they can get their number next year. But uh, they will be without their star running back and quarterback. So might be another rebound, but we'll see. And also seeing L J. Martin tonight, Adrian, that was his most impressive um you know the season, seeing him and This guy is definitely going to be a college quarterback at either a power five or division one FBS uh, level for sure. So um, that was pretty much it for for my takes on the season. Another great year. I appreciate all you guys do and uh, all of our reporters do a great job.
6: All right, Jeremy, thank you so much. Great job tonight. So, uh, and great job all season long. Canatillo victorious over Jefferson, 42 13. Canatillo will face Canyon Randall in the area round. Some other scores of note. want to let you know in, up in the land of enchantment, Las Cruces, top centennial. It's a final, 35 21. Bulldogs victorious over the Hawks, advancing to the 6A semifinals. And in 5A, number one top seed, Farmington defeats 8th seed Santa Teresa 28 to 6. Santa Teresa really great season ends their season 9 and 3 overall. Uh, we're going to exciting game out at Burgess Mustang Stadium. Brandon Cohn out there 49-42 at last check Horizon over Burgess. Let's sit out to the ice man Brandon Cohn for an update of this exciting game at Mustang Stadium, Brandon. Don't
3: just We have 9 minutes to go in the game and Horizon with a 49 49- 42 lead over Burgess. So, again, worth noting that at the 11:19 mark here of the contest, Horizon running back Ernie Garcia does score on a two-yard touchdown run, his fourth TD of the night, making the score 49-42. 9:37, the crowd holding their breath here at Mustang Stadium as their bread-and-butter running back Missouri commit Tabaris Jones limps off the field as uh, he needs a little assistance as there was a two-yard loss on his part. Previous play ends up with a 40-yard reception. This kid's doing everything tonight, Devars Jones, on top of scoring multiple touchdowns. He goes off for two plays but comes back in, and he is back in, which is good news for the Burgess Mustangs. So Burgess is actually driving again. They're at the 40-yard line of Horizon. We have 846 remaining here in the contest and it's Horizon
6: 49-42 over Burgess hey Brandon thank you so much uh, wow what a game there 49-42 oh so we got 97 or I should say 87 combined points in that one right there we're going to take a quick break we're going to uh, come back to Brandon Cohn do some more score updates you're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso Welcome back to the playoff edition of Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso with the biggest upset of the night. Eastwood tops Abilene 31-27 and on the phone lines right now, Eastwood head coach Julio Lopez. Coach, what a win tonight. Congratulations on the big road win. Talk about the way your troopers played tonight.
7: Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm just, I'm just really proud of the kids, you know. When we lost three district games, we had just lost to Eastlake, and we put ourselves a little bit in a hole, and I think a lot of people wrote us off. But, you know, our, our kids' confidence never wavered. You know, we knew exactly what we had in this group. Uh, Abilene was the matchup we wanted, um, and we got it. And, and that being said, you know, it's kind of amazing now that we reflect on it. Abilene had gone 22-1. and and the last time an El Paso team had beaten them was 1939. Huh. And to think now, and now to be able to reflect on the win and how big it was—not only for Eastwood but El Paso—to be able to come into Shotwell and take one from them and, and move on to next week, I just can't be more proud of our kids and our coaches
2: huge julio appreciate appreciate the call paul mckinnon we were talking to you at uh, at halftime you guys take a 20 to 6 lead into the locker and i was saying i wonder how hard it is for the troopers to hang on to a two score lead against quality competition when you run a tempo offense you know a lot yeah. of teams want to okay let's work the clock you know let's get to scrimmage with 5 seconds left and you guys probably just want to step on the gas right
7: yeah, it's always it's always kind of tough. You know, I, we felt like coming out of halftime, we had all the momentum. Uh, we felt like that first drive was huge. We get the stop, and we felt like at that point if we score and make it 28-6, that we, we kind of put it out of reach. Um, that being said, you know, we end up throwing a pick. Then they scored three plays later. Uh, so we definitely didn't make it easy. But, yeah, I mean, that's just the reality. You know, We're uh, our offense, we're a go-go-go offense. We're tempo. We don't like to slow it down. So, yeah, when we get up, it's a little different for us to have to slow everybody down and and kind of eat some clock which you, which I feel like you have to do in some situations but you know again credit to our kids you know we go down uh we went down two with two minutes and 44 seconds left and I'll be honest the first thing and our defense played lights out all night and when they scored it was almost a blessing that they gave us that much time mm-hmm. and we we never wavered wavered in our confidence we we worked two minute drill probably more than anybody and it's kind of our offense in a lot of ways so, you know, we marched right down the field. We punch it in, um, and then Curtis comes up with a huge interception, jumps a route uh, underneath, and picks it off. And then we have that crazy play, play at the end for a safety, where we wasted ten seconds off the clock and, and ran onto the field and celebrated. So it was it was just a, a, a overall really great effort. Again, can't be more proud of our kids and the resiliency, not only tonight, but just you know just all year in general. Yeah, you
2: stole my next question. Of course, Curtis with the interception. Curtis Murillo, uh, I think also the city receptions leader on yeah. uh, the offensive side of the ball as well. Three interceptions uh, as, as well. Hey, but uh, uh, the drive, you said 244, you got it left, took it down the field. Just chronicle the tag into that. Uh, who punched it in? What were the big plays on that drive?
7: Yeah, we, we had some big plays in the past game, obviously. Drew made a couple to Curtis, uh, had one to A-Rod, um, Aaron Rodriguez on the outside. And then we get we get down in the goal line. Um, I think we were at like the three yard line with about a minute left and Andrew, you know, we called his number and we put it in, in his hands, uh, you know, and, and he punched it in, you know, and, and we're just, again, we're, we're just, we're really lucky. I'm really blessed and really fortunate to not only have the staff I have, but this specifically this group of kids, we've been waiting for this group of kids and Andrew senior year and, and Aaron senior year and Luca. And we've been, we've been really waiting for this group. It, it's a special group. Um, and, and we're just happy to get another week together
0: coach Adrian brought us back here in the studio just came back uh here and uh congrats again on the victory wanted to ask you you guys hit a hit a rough patch of adversity but you guys battled through that you had a huge win last week against Americas talk about the fight that your team has shown since uh uh, you guys have really got things back on track and then gotten to the playoffs
7: yeah I just feel like people wrote us off after the Eastlake game you know we lost to Pebble Hills on a two-point conversion. We lost to Franklin in, a, in a, an absolute shootout, you know, at the end when we had a chance with a minute left inside of the 15. You know, Eastlake, it was just one of those games, four o'clock star. We, we just didn't have it, to be honest. Um, but I think at that point, everybody wrote us off, you know, and, and that's where our leadership stepped up. Um, we knew that our schedule kind of set up nicely at the end, so we had Socorro, Coronado, and then, you know, we, we were able to, to put it on America's pretty good. And, and we just we just felt a lot of momentum coming into tonight. And, again, if you want to be peaking at one time, it, it's playoffs. So, for us, it, it's a good win tonight. We're peaking at the right time. We're firing on all cylinders. Our defense is playing amazing. Um, obviously, our offense is, is doing its thing like it's done all year. And we just we feel really good going into next week against Boswell.
6: Absolutely, Coach, and about that area around game, can you tell us about Boswell, uh, where and the time?
7: Yeah, so it looks like we'll be in Lubbock Friday at 7. Um, you know, Boswell Boswell upset Eaton last night, so Eaton was 8-2. Um, I think they, somebody said, put out there they were like 30-point favorites, somewhere like that, over Boswell, and Boswell ends up winning 40-37. to So, you know, it, it's going to be a great matchup. Um I feel like our side of the bracket is pretty wide open. Like um again, we gotta take it one week at a time and we, we know we're gonna have to go in there and play our thing like it's done all year and we just we feel really good going into next week against Boswell.
6: Absolutely, coach, and about that area around game, can you tell us about Boswell, uh where and the time?
7: Yeah, so it looks like we'll be in Lubbock Friday at seven. Um, you know, Boswell Boswell upset Eaton last night, so Eaton was eight and two um, I think they somebody says put out there they were like, thirty point favorites, somewhere like that over Boswell, and Boswell ends up winning forty to thirty seven. So you know it, it's going to be a great matchup. Um, I feel like our side of the bracket is pretty wide open. Like um, again, we got to take it one week at a time, and we we know we're going to have to go in there and play our best football to come out of there with another trophy. But like I said, we're we're going to enjoy the bus ride home, and we got a long one. You know, for longest bus ride in the state of Texas for a bi-district round with 450 miles that we're covering. But we're going to enjoy every mile of it, and, and we're going to get ready for Boswell going into next week.
6: Well, Coach, congratulations on the win. It'll be a long bus ride, but that'll be the best bus ride you'll take after that 31-27 win. Congratulations from everybody here at 600 ESPN El Paso.
7: Thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. You got
6: it. Eastwood head coach Julio Lopez after the 31-27 upset over Abilene. What a job by the troopers tonight over Abilene advancing to the area round of the playoffs where coach just said they will take on Boswell in Lubbock next Friday in the area round of the playoffs. We're going to take a quick break and we'll get back with Brandon Cohn, the Iceman, with an update
1: on Horizon and Burgess. Stay tuned. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football
6: Friday Night, the playoff edition. Just if you thought the night couldn't get any better, we got a barn burner down to the wire and a two-point conversion to take a lead. Let's head out to Brandon Cohn for an update on Burgess and Horizon. Brandon. 5.57,
3: 5.57, or pardon me, 5.47 left in this one, and it is Horizon retaking the lead 57 to 50. Hope he took the over in this one over Burges. Now, let me go back to the 8.46 mark of the fourth quarter. Burges running back to Boris Jones comes in for one play after previously going out. He gets hit hard again, though, after a two-yard loss, and they have to help him off the field. He wasn't putting any weight on his right ankle. And they're looking at his right ankle on the sideline. Two plays later, though, their hero comes in, their running back Aiden Watts, the backup, and he relieves Jones and scores on a 14-yard rush touchdown. They end up going for two, and QB Rutledge converts on the keeper to make the score. Burgess fifty to forty-nine over Horizon. Then at the five forty-eight mark here of the contest, it's Horizon quarterback Gijas doing what he does best. Scoring on a three-yard rush TD, making the score after they go for two. Kijas does convert, though. Horizon 57-50. to Kijas, an amazing game. 15 of 18, 148 yards through the air. 15 carries, 202 yards, three rushing touchdowns. So we're in for an amazing finish here at Burgess Mustang Stadium. It's just a back-and-forth seesaw affair as the Horizon Scorpios have retaken the lead again 57 to 50 over Virgins.
6: Awesome, Brandon. Thank you so much. We're going to come back to you in about two minutes. Let's do a score rundown here and get back to you in about two minutes or so. But what a game there. Just when Burgess takes a one-point lead, 50-49 to 49 after a successful two-point conversion, here comes Horizon.
2: This is almost what you'd expect in this kind of game, right? It's exactly what you'd expect. It's the Chapin game all over <laughs> again. And the common denominator is Horizon. They just play these kinds of games. The one the factoid I'll throw in before we go back to Brandon, and Grapevine beat Wichita Falls 44-7. to So the winner of this, wow, <laughs> Burgess Horizon game gets Grapevine uh, next round of the playoffs. That's what's on the line. All right, the grapevine is what's on the line. Uh,
6: Horizon and Burgess. Hey, let's uh, do a score rundown here. Let's start with the 6A playoffs here by district in our Cisco Movers game of the week. The Permian Panthers topped the Franklin Cougars 56 28. Elsewhere in 6A, Midland Legacy defeated Pebble Hills. And the Eastwood Troopers, as we just heard from Eastwood head coach Julio Lopez, Eastwood tops Abilene in a shocker, 31-27 at Abilene. A big win for the Troopers. Now in 5A, Amarillo-Tascosa tops El Dorado, 53-7. Tough night for the El Dorado Aztecs. In El Paso, East Lake. Oh, let's go back to 6A. East Lake tops San Angelo Central, 21-17. So the East Lake Falcons moving on to the area round. Back in 5A, Chapin topping Amarillo Caprock with a two-point conversion in the final minute. They held on. 29-28. Chapin victorious over Cap Rock. Amarillo, really tough tonight uh, against uh, the Valley Conquist- Conquistadors at Conquest Stadium. Amarillo winning that one 45-21. And then the Canadial Eagles, no problem tonight. They defeat Jefferson 42-13. Uh elsewhere, let's go down to F- uh, Foray. Fort Stockton tops Mountain View 47-8. Clint victorious over San Angelo Lakeview, 33-7. Elsewhere, Anthony falls to Brady, 57-14. Up in the land of enchantment in New Mexico, Las Cruces, the fifth seed. Tops four seed Centennial, 35-21. Las Cruces advancing the 6A semifinals in 5A. Top seed Farmington. Tops 8 seed Santa Teresa 28 to 6 Nice season by the Desert Warriors Santa Teresa ends the season 9 and 3 Overall and then tomorrow Rudoso will host St. Pius in the 4A quarterfinals While Mayfield will travel To Artesia in the 5A Quarterfinals in the Land of Enchantment Let's head back out to Brandon Cohn and the Iceman and get an update On Horizon and Burgess Brandon did we just miss two touchdowns? (laughs) You would have thought we did, Bo.
3: 4.49 to go here in the contest. Horizon still with a 57-50 to lead over Burgess. Burgess with the ball. It's a third and 15. They're at their own 45-yard line. It's Rutledge in the gun right there in between the hash marks. Flanked by running back Aiden Watts. Aiden Watt comes to his right. Watts in for Jones, and he rolls to his right as he's looking. Rutledge, and it's an incomplete pass. He was looking for wide-out Ray Campos. That'll bring up a fourth down. And again, Tavares Jones, their star running back, had an amazing season and amazing evening. He is on the sideline. He did go out a few minutes ago, and he has the pair of crutches. So I don't know exactly the extent of the injury, but I do know it's a right ankle. We did see the trainers looking at his right ankle. Tavares Jones, what a game, though. 16 carries, 163 yards, three touchdowns on the evening for Jones, including his long of 75 yards. Fourth and 15 with 434 remaining in the game, and it's looking like they're going to go for it on their side of the field. And here it goes. Rutledge drops back to pass. He's throwing a long bomb, and it's caught. Oh, my goodness. He throws it in. Oh, they're saying incomplete. Is it a catch? Yes, it is. My goodness, that's got to be a 40-yard reception to Ray Campos. With 427 left, he outjumps two defenders all the way down to the 32-yard line of Horizon. I just can't believe here what we just saw. They go for it on a 4th and 15, 413 remaining in the game, 57-50. to 50. Horizon over Burgess. Now here's the snap. Rutledge rolling to his left, and he finds Ray Campos complete down, out of bounds. Streets, pardon me, down to the 20-yard line. 4.04 left in the game, and that's another first down. The Mustangs driving, trying to, trying to tie this one up. And this has been a game for the ages. Anybody lucky enough to be here tonight, it is unbelievable. Nobody in their seats, the crowd up on their feet on this chilly night in mid-November. 4.04 left in this contest. Andrew Rutlish in the gun, left hash mark with his running back Watts in the backfield, three receivers to his right. There's a timeout by Burgess. 4 left in this one. What an epic finish. All right. So it's
6: Horizon over Burgess. Okay, there's a timeout on the field. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick timeout. Then Brandon, we're going to come back to you after the break. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.
0: 4th Donation Center in El Paso at 1700 North Zaragoza As a Plasma donor, you can make a life-changing difference to someone in need. As a bonus you get paid every time you donate At BPL Plasma, new donors can earn up to $750 in just one month Visit the new center on North Zaragoza or bplplasma.com and see which El Paso location is most convenient for you Step up, sit down, get paid and help
8: save a life
0: Dell Technologies'
2: biggest business sale of the year has arrived.
0: Step up your vision. With
2: top tech up to 45% off during their early access Black Friday event, Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Plus, get incredible savings on Windows 11 PCs, along with servers, monitors, and docks, all with free shipping. There's also special financing with Dell Business Credit. Get started by contacting your Dell Technologies advisor today at 877 Ask Dell. That's 877 Ask Dell.
1: You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here
6: on 600 ESPN El Paso. I do have a score correction. I uh, misspoke. Canetio defeated Jefferson 41-13. That's the final. Canetio victorious 41-13. 13 now a big game at Burgess Mustang stadium horizon leading Burgess 57 50 four minutes to go. Burgess has the ball and driving. Let's head out to Iceman Brandon Cohn for an update of this exciting game by district playoff game at Mustang stadium. Brandon,
3: 216 left to go in this game and Burgess trying to tie the game up It's 57 50 horizon over Burgess and Burgess all the way down to the three yard line. It's now third and goal Let's see what they do here as Rutledge is a keeper and gets to around the one. No signal. And I believe he's short of the goal line. That's going to bring up a fourth and goal. Worth noting that Burgess ended up getting a lucky pass interference penalty. They gave him a new set of downs, and they have not been able to get it into the end zone. That will bring up a crucial fourth and goal, a buck 37 to go in this game. And this is it. Let's see if Horizon, I mean, nobody's played defense tonight. Let's see if the Scorpions can stop the Mustangs on this crucial fourth and goal. 123 left in this game. Everybody's holding their breath here at Mustang Stadium to see if Rutledge can get in the end zone. And they are going to call a timeout. I believe that's their last timeout to see Burgess what exactly they're going to do here. That'll stop with the clock exactly the 114 mark. And again, it has been an epic back and forth battle this evening. Andrew Rutledge, to give you his numbers, 23 of 37, 260 yards, a total of four touchdowns. He also has seven carries for 20 w- yards, as well as a rushing score. So as I noted, this has been an unbelievable seesaw affair, back and forth, back and forth. And, and we're looking at an epic finish here this evening. Remember, Rutledge coming into tonight. What a game, you know, a set of games all season long. He's been amazing. Uh, 96 of 175 attempts with 1,431 yards, 22 touchdowns to seven interceptions. He had 143 yards per game coming into this context, 104% QB rating. And here we go as Burgess is coming back out. It will be a fourth and goal from the one-yard line. The Mustangs trying to get the tying score here and Rutledge at the right hash mark. And he calls a signal, and here's the snap. Takes it, and he passes it, and it's caught for the touchdown to the far left-hand corner of the end zone to his running back, Campos. Ray Campos with the touchdown reception. Far left-hand corner of the end zone. Horizon 57 to 56 over Burgess. They're calling it a two-yard touchdown, and let's see. Do they go for two? I mean, I don't know. Could we be selling overtime here? Let's see what they're going to do. Or are they just going to kick the extra point? I see Rutledge still out there. I'm kind of confused, as is this packed house tonight at Mustang Stadium. Or are they just going to kick the extra point? Rutledge is out there, and he is. He's in the gun. And they're going to go for two, attempting to maybe go for a win. Here's Rutledge, backed up, and throws a long pass. And it's caught for a two-point conversion and we'll see if they're going to say it's in. I'm waiting for the signal, and no! The receiver was out of bounds, and he's on his stomach, and it looks like it was to the same gentleman that caught the touchdown, Ray Campos, who catches it but is out of bounds, and my goodness, Horizon celebrating, and they have a 57-56 lead over is with 110 less in this game. Hey, you know, you gamble big, sometimes you lose big, sometimes you win big.
6: Brandon, what an exciting, exciting end of this game. Now it's still a minute 10 left. You said 57-56, Horizon over. And, Paul, you and I were just
2: talking. They went to uh, overtime last time these two teams were in the playoffs? Yeah, I think Aaron Jones' uh, junior year double overtime <laughs> game, one of the all-timers. You talk about favorite moments. That's one of mine. Uh, Burgess came away with that one, as I said, in double OT. But, but the pass is uh, Ray Campos makes the catch, looks like he has a touchdown. Remember in high school and college, football even if you're on the field to play if you get hit in the air and knocked out of bounds and you don't get you have to get that foot down you need one if you don't get it regardless of the reason it's not considered a catch maybe that's what happened to Ray Campos who was so big on that uh, touchdown potentially tying drive absolutely it's huge Brandon let's head back out to you for the wrap-up last
6: minute of this game at Mustang Stadium Brandon
3: absolutely so 57-56 says Horizon holding on to the one-point lead with one ten left in this contest, worth noting the winner will get the uh, will get Grapevine, who won forty four to seven yesterday over Wichita Falls. I spoke with the coaching staff prior to kickoff, and that game will be next Friday, November nineteenth, at Grande Communication Stadium at six p.m. kickoff. Here, here's a kickoff, and it is down to around the forty of Horizon and Horizon ends up getting the ball. Garcia, as a matter of fact, recovers it as uh, it was a short kick, so then that'll bring up a fresh set of downs for Horizon, who at this point can uh, literally uh, run out the clock. So as I noted, uh, you know, Horizon should hold on, obviously, to win this game. They will take on Grapevine next Friday at Grande Communications Stadium in Midland. That game will be 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 6 p.m. El Paso Mountain Standard Time. So the ball is officially spotted at the 45-yard line of Horizon. 107 remaining in this game, 57-56 Horizon over Burgess. And there is a flag, and it's a delay of game on Horizon, so that'll move it back five more yards. That'll make it a first and 15. And I'll tell you, you can just tell that both of these teams have put forth 110% their hearts and souls into this game as the victory stands now for Horizon. And that'll pretty much do it as we have a minute to go in this one. And uh, what a game. I mean, honestly, I've been calling high school football for 14 years, and this is probably the most exciting hmm. game I've ever had the honor of calling in my 14 years tenure doing high school football for 600 ESPN Radio. So 45 seconds to go. It's all but a formality as uh, it's a final now, as we're waiting for the last few seconds to go. Horizon will get the victory 57-56 to in one of the most impressive games that you'll ever witness here at Burgess Mustang Stadium. Congratulations to the Horizon Scorpions. They move on to the area round and will face Grapevine next Friday at Grande Communications Stadium.
6: All right, Brandon Cohn, fantastic job! What a game! and What a great way to end the playoff edition of Football Friday Night, our final Football Friday Night of the season. Fifty-seven, fifty-six. Horizon over Burgess. What a way! And you just mentioned one of your most exciting games. Was this your highlight of your season? I've been asking everybody what your most memorable moment. What? What's another memorable moment of uh, or play of this season for you, Brandon?
3: So many. I mean, yes, I mean, obviously, this has been, uh, you know, one of those moments. I'll tell you, I have to say, I remember doing the Austin game, uh, you know, several weeks ago, I'm trying to remember the, uh, you know, they were playing, I remember it was about, oh, El Paso High, as a matter of fact, the Battle of the Claw, the 92nd edition, I believe, and it was a great little razzle-dazzle schtick play, as I like to call it. Paul calls it the schtick play now like I do, but uh, it was uh, Jaden Wilson, their linebacker and running back, who ends up throwing a 25-yard touchdown pass to his receiver. And it was one of the more impressive razzle-dazzle plays. Nobody saw it coming, including the El Paso High Tigers. And certainly a team that runs, run, run. You didn't expect Coach Pachardo to pull that little rabbit out of his hat. So I think that was one of the most memorable plays of the season. And, and other than that, though, the, the performances by Tavares Jones tonight and Ernie Garcia and the fact that you got to give Burgess a lot of credit for having the uh, the Stones to go for the win as opposed to the tie at the buzzer or literally almost at the buzzer. But what an amazing night, though, Bowen. What an amazing season uh, to wrap everything up here.
2: And I'd like to stick on the two-point conversion call for a minute. Uh, You wonder uh, the Tavares-Jones factor. Jones is out, uh, Brandon told us, on the sidelines on crutches. You know, there's a school of thoughts that says, okay, we don't have Jones on the field. Uh, let's go ahead and kick the extra point, but at the same time, you're also saying, well, we don't have Jones if we're going to overtime. And even, oh, by the way, a minute and a half left the game, we kick and tie this thing. Horizon's been going up and down the field like nobody's business. We might as well just go ahead and uh, take a shot at two. One thing for the Mustangs, uh, you got to appreciate without their star, and it really has been Jones, the other guys – Bit players throughout the year, but without Tavares Jones on the field, they still drive the field. Ray Campos doesn't surprise me at all. That dude is pretty cagey. I wouldn't be surprised on that uh – 30-40-yard uh, jump ball that Brandon talked about on 4th and 17. If he was not pushing off like nobody's business, the kid is clever. I uh, Just seeing the Jefferson game, makes a bunch of smart plays that really don't show up on the field, and he was made a huge catch there and got, got him into the end zone and gave Burgess at least a chance, but I mean, this game looked like a Horizon-type game all along, and uh, no surprise at all that they come out on top with the one-point win, and I think as, as uh, Brandon told us, uh, Uh, Grapevine is next up. For Horizon, and I believe Brandon said he thought it was going to be a, a, a seven o'clock at seven p.m. at Grande next uh, Friday. I believe that was
6: that's correct. So Brandon, thank you so much. We'll see you at our post game after party at Union Draft House on Sunland Park. Brandon Cohn, the Iceman, great job, and great job to all of our reporters. We're going to take a quick break. Come back with a wrap up, a score update, and uh, playoff matchups. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.
0: This football season and for all your sports watching, there's only one place to be in the Sun City. The Union House. Three locations in town. Far west in the Cimarron Plaza. East on Tierra Este. And the newest location on Sunland Park next to the mall. Union House: A hundred beers on tap. Feast on their handcrafted food and stay to watch the big game. Pizzas, wings, and beer. Family friendly. Perfect for a night out and a great time with friends. The Union House: The after party spot of football Friday night. Learn Learn more on Facebook and Instagram at Union Draft House.
8: If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you, so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com/panda. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com/panda. That's bamboohr.com/panda.
1: You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon.
6: Welcome back to Football Friday Night, the playoff edition. We want to thank Taco Avocat for a pregame meal. Taco Avocat. Need a new spot to try? Experience Taco Avocat for feel-good fast food. Family packs available for the big game. Wear your school colors. Receive 10% off. Dine in at 2114 North Zaragoza or order online at tacoavocat.com. And then home to our post-game after-party or post-show after-party? How about the Union Draft House on Sunland Park? Three locations in town, west at Cimarron Plaza, east on Tierra Este, and now open off Sunland Park near the mall. 100 beers on tap, feast on the food, and stay for the big game. Learn more on Facebook and Instagram at the Union Draft House. Let's do our score rundown and playoff matchups. Let's start with 6A. Over at Franklin High School, the Permian Panthers top Franklin, 56-28, Eastlake, all over San Angelo Central in a close game one. What a game there. At the sack, Eastlake victorious, 21-17. And, Paul, I think you have the playoff matchup for Eastlake.
2: Yeah, they're going to run into Byron Nelson. Uh, 35-14 winners tonight over Weatherford in a matchup of 7-3 and three teams. And we're hearing that, that that's going to be Friday. In, uh, from our Steve Escahetti, you reported, Friday in friendship uh, with, a, with a time still to be determined.
6: All right, elsewhere in 6A, Midland Legacy tops Pebble Hills, 43-22. And then the biggest shocker of the night, the big upset, Eastwood tops Abilene
2: in Abilene, 31-27. Eastwood advances to the area round. And I just got this from... well, obviously they're going to run to Boswell. That was a Thursday nighter, as as Julio, uh, Lu, uh, Julio Lopez told us. He said some places he was hearing hearing that Boswell was a thirty point underdog against VR Eaton, Ooh. and uh, they came across with a forty to thirty seven win. They moved to six and four on the season, and they're going to hook up with those Eastwood Troopers at uh, Lubbock's Pirate Stadium. Seven o'clock on uh, Friday, and I assume that means. In fact, I don't assume that means six o'clock El Paso time, so seven p.m. Uh, CST, Boswell and Eastwood, and as as you heard, Julio Lopez right here on this on this network, uh, six hundred ESPN El Paso, he said it looks like the Region One bracket. Now is wide open. And it's wide open
6: because the Troopers Ah. just topped Abilene tonight. Kaboom. No kidding. absolutely. Nice job by the Eastwood Troopers. What a win there. Hey, let's go down to 5A. Amarillo-Tascosa tops El Dorado 53-7. Elsewhere in 5A, the Chapin Huskies top Amarillo-Caprock. What a game tonight. Going for two with one
2: minute to go. Chapin victorious 29-28. And I believe they get summit. It's, I haven't been so, so much other stuff going on. I haven't searched for scores. The last score we had was uh, halftime uh, summit over Azel. 28-14. Uh, that 34-10
0: thing, is the final there, Paul. Adrian yeah. brought
2: us you to man. 34 to 10. Summit beats Azel. Chapin and Summit are going to go head up at uh, a site in time to be determined, I believe Adrian.
0: Midland Grande Communications Stadium, either a 4 o'clock or a 6 o'clock kickoff on Friday. They also have an option to flex on Saturday for a 1 o'clock kick.
6: All right, there you go. Well, it looks like. since uh, Horizon defeated Burgess tonight, 57-56. Horizon will take on Grapevine. From a report from Brandon Cohn said so they'll be the si- the 7 o'clock game, 6 o'clock here. So it looks like Chapin will be the earlier game that day, Friday in Midland. Also today at Delvai's Conquest Stadium, Amarillo tops Delvai, 45-21. Elsewhere, Canateo all over Jefferson, 41-13. I think Canateo advances to face Canyon Randall. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, absolutely right. If I can read my own writing, uh, and we were told Friday at Andrews, uh, not a time to be uh, time yet not determined, but Friday at Andrews, that Canyon uh, Kenny T O Randall matchup should occur. Okay, elsewhere. Thursday night, you know, Andrus was victorious over Isleta. Andrus
6: will now face Wichita Falls Ryder. Also, Parkland victorious over Austin. Thursday night, Parkland will face Lubbock Cooper in the next round. Uh, Down to 4A, tonight's games. Clint all over San Angelo Lakeview, 33-7. Clint will advance to play Hershey. In the area around. Meanwhile, Fort Stockton all over Mountain View 47 8. Elsewhere, Brady tops Kermit. I'm sorry, Brady talks Anthony in Kermit
2: 57 14. And of course, Riverside with the 34 7 win uh, last night over Lakeview uh, to move to 10 and 1 on the season. They get Lakeworth, just beat Hurford tonight 34 to 20. And that's supposed to be at uh, 7 o'clock on Friday. Ratliff Stadium. So uh, we got El Paso teams at at Grande Communications. El Paso teams at Ratliff Stadium. If you're free uh, next weekend and you want to go see some El Paso round of 32 high school football, sounds like... Uh, the Permian Basin is a place to run it should to. Should be also the panhandle with Eastwood up in Lubbock, so
6: it's going to be a lot of fun next week. Elsewhere in the Land of Enchantment, in the 6A quarterfinals, Las Cruces tops Centennial 35 21, and in the 5A quarterfinals, Farmington tops Santa Teresa 28 6. Mayfield will take on Artesia tomorrow in Artesia at 1 p.m., while Rudoso. Will take on St. Pius that at Nusenda Community Stadium up in Albuquerque at 1 p.m. That's all your scores, uh, Paul. I got to ask you, what was your favorite moment this season or favorite play this season? Uh, high school football.
2: Well, since I never get out, <laughs> only Thursday nighters. I would say my favorite moment is tonight, uh, the most important night of the season. Teams playing for their for playoff lives, playing to be able to play again next week, and to just have the games that we had. Tonight, going all at the same time. We talked earlier about, gee, I wonder what kind of night it's going to be. And I said, hey, we're, we got so many plates spinning in the air. Some of them, some of them, have got to keep spinning. And it seemed like tonight, all of them kept on spinning. It was, it was a terrific night of football. This is the best night of the season for me. Absolutely. A great night, and what a
6: great season. Uh, behind uh, behind the mic here in the booth, it's been a lot of fun with you, our producer Angel Munoz, producer Sal Montes, Mark Miller, uh, a lot of guidance, and thank you to Adrian Broadus here in the booth, Steve Kaplowitz, everybody here at 600 ESPN El Paso has done a great job. want to thank all of our sponsors, Cisco Movers, Longhorn Distributing, El Paso Association of Builders, the Greater El Paso Football Showcase. Remember, all you seniors have your SAT, ACT results submitted by December 1st to be eligible for the combine of the game, Taco Avocat, Union Draft House, and then visit 600 EespNol for recaps, photos by Prep 1 and final scores. Thank you for tuning in to Football Friday night for Paul McKinnon, Angel Muñoz, I'm Bo Bagley. Have a great weekend and that's Football Friday night right
1: here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You've been listening to Football Friday Night with Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon on 600 ESPN El Paso. Don't forget to follow the Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram at 600 ESPN El Paso. Visit us online at 600 Paso.com for all of the latest regarding your high school football reports and more. Once again, we thank you for tuning in to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Falcons
4: don't run the ball as well as the Denver Broncos. I think the Cowboys win by ten points. I don't think any more than that.
0: Was it last year mm-hmm. or the year before when these two played the absolute insane game? In- oh,
3: that was, that was last year. That was last yeah, with year. Yeah, was hold the helicopter onside
4: kick.
0: Oh dear God! Yeah, mm-hmm. something tells me. Yeah, something funky's happening.
1: Dallas doesn't like noon Eastern games. No, no they don't. Sorry, noon Central, one yeah, Eastern.
4: Works for me as an Eastern
1: kid. I get to watch them at one I know o'clock. You right. That's it. I, I,